Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 87 of the talking the line podcast and hey thank you so much before we go anywhere for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful friday of bets now Before we dive deep into today's action as well, talk some lines for you guys and give you the value that we found across today's slates, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, might as well hit that notification bell as well, whichever side of the screen it's on, so you never miss the start of a live show. But if you are listening to the audio version on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there as well if you haven't already, as we always do release the audio after every live show is over. Next up, if you could be so kind and have an extra few moments moments in your day to do so hit that like button leave us a comment down below hop in the live chat if you are watching live leave us a rating all that good stuff we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do and it only helps us make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you and last but certainly not least Head on over to this episode's description where you can locate the Talking the Line link tree. As a reminder, newly added the Talking the Line website, talkingtheline.com. You can find everything TTL there, our best bets, the TTL podcast, soon to come content, and even more new content rolling out as we speak. Find it all there so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Sroka, and as always, and once again, thank you so much for joining me and my partner on this beautiful Friday of bets. We have a loaded full slate of MLB action back on tap today, but I can't do this show by myself. There are way too many games for me to dissect just alone and to dish out bets for you guys. 
So I need help from my aforementioned partner, the man that goes to the trenches with me day in and day out for the daily battles with the books. He ain't scared of them. He's all about bankrupting them. And that's what he's here for today. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner. How you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am doing uh, about as fantastic as fantastic can be. It is Friday. I am feeling good, ready to get rolling into these plays, ready to get rolling into this show. we got the UFC coming up. I've got some softball coming down the pipe tonight that I'm playing in. So. Oh, I forgot Friday night softball Friday night softball, softball baby, out hey. on the lake shore. Can't complain here. Don't so, you uh, call it Bush League. My man went... Uh, batting a 1,000 right batting now. Batting a 1,000. Two for two last thousand, week, two right? Runs, sure. Uh, two weeks ago. Didn't two play last Go, hey, either way, my man's hot. He's got the stick hot. Thousand. Hot at the plate right now. So, hey, catch him on Lakeshore pimping bombs in the shy city. I'm more of a more of a leadoff guy, get on base type hey, of guy. It's set the table kind of guy. Hey, set the table, set the yeah. scene. Let those folks on the uh-huh. other side know what's coming today. Mm-hmm. I like the mindset you're oh, bringing. Yeah. Bringing that in to today's show mm-hmm. as well, of course. I would expect. Of course. Okay. Well, with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, before we go anywhere... I've been forgetting the last couple shows. Don't know why, because we're a full transparency show. I always tell you guys, I don't hide my bets before. Neither does this guy. So before mm-hmm. we go anywhere, so my noodle brain doesn't forget before we get any further, let's recap yesterday's best bets of the day. Quickly, on your screen, the TTL Cruise best bets from July 22nd, 2021. Our mags picks actually broadcasted to you live from the Circa Sportsbook, absolutely beautiful in Las Vegas, Nevada. Our mags picks on the left side. You're welcome for the free plug there, Circa. Uh, he went two and one on two the day. One. Boston Red Sox coming in clutch in the late innings. Kike Hernandez two RBI double off the green monster late last night, and then Hunter Renfro walks it off in the tenth with a sack fly. Absolutely what we needed. Gets Mags in the positive. I told you guys it was a good bet. Told you I wasn't going to back it, but Cardinals' first five money line also smashed. I hope you listened to me, but if you were a Cubs fan, you probably didn't back it as well. Either way, that bad boy cashed. And then a rough beat of all rough beats. The rig beat, if you ask me. Uh, Young man Jack hits a three-run bomb. And then as my partner told you on Twitter last night, right after that bomb, there was a jack-in-the-box commercial. In-game, not even like a coincidental, like, obviously it was coincidental, but like not like it was like a commercial off the air. It was within the game immediately after jack-in-the-box commercial. So something's afoot here, man. Something's fishy. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. Hashtag rigged. But for my <laughs> picks on the opposite side of the screen, I also went 2-1 and one, uh, with a bad beat myself. But Tiger's money line, uh, just a wagon right now. Oh, yeah, may or may not have a play on them today. I don't know. Can't tell you right now. Don't, wagon? Don't, don't know either Riding way. Not too sure. <laughs> but uh, Cubs Cardinals under 8.5. Uh, that was a easy casher oh, yeah. there. No problem whatsoever. Both teams uh, not doing well offensively. And then on a two-out Ball hit off of Chris Flexen's leg in the top of the fifth inning. The Seattle Mariners' first five plus a half busted. They could not get a run in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, absolutely brutal beat for uh, us to go both two yeah. and one. Either way, that brutal beat for the Twins is what caused the triple play Thursday parlay to miss. I'm not putting it on you, partner. No, I'm I... putting it on some goofy juju. I can't believe that happened. Uh, I thought that one was making it to the yeah, pay window. so did I. My Ada was dealing, yeah. but... Uh... 
uh, I mean, we had a respectable night, and we still had some bad beats. Otherwise, yeah. we would have been. Uh, and uh, Moneyline Dice even had a bad beat themselves. Uh, yep. The Indians were up 4-2 to two in the late innings, uh, let the Tampa Bay Rays come all the way back and tie it, and then win it in extras. So, hey, bad beats for the Dice, for the TTL crew, whatever. But, hey, if you played along just right across the board, you still went positive money, even if you don't believe in the dice and you just said, I'm not going to play them. I'm just going to play the cruise picks. Mm-hmm. We all went positive mm-hmm. yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. There you have it. Yesterday's best bets of the day. Now that we have accomplished all of that, we've told you about all of that nonsense and uh, the day of ticket cashing that was yesterday. We did a little bit of ticket cashing. We always tell you, I always tell you, we're here for bankrupt yes. in the books. So we got a big day afoot, and I'm not taking anything less than a clean sweep here today. We took some extra time, perused some extra lines, found some new sites that we're working into the daily handicapping here. We are starting to see some things here in the second half of the season. We both had to look at each other and say, uh, are we seeing this right? And we sure are, ladies and gentlemen. So for today's show, loads of value coming at you. First segment of the day, we have the TTL Crew's best bets of the day. First half of that segment is going to be our Mag's best bets of the day. Two coming at you, and you know the drill. When he's only got two or less, that is Stone Cold Lock City, ladies and gentlemen. Last time he did that, 2-0, and oh, and that was this week. Love the value he's bringing today. As for me, if you read the description, you see we got six coming at you, so that leaves four for me. Best bets coming at you for the second half of the first segment today. Then we'll kick on into the second segment, the daily special play of the day. You know the drill at this point. It's either the primetime parlay or the Chicago parlay. Well, let's go in Chicago parlay today because we only have the MLB slate, and the primetime parlay would be a little goofy. So Mm -hmm. stick around for the two legs in the Chicago parlay. You might be able to guess them, but... uh, not going to tell them to you. You got to stick around. <laughs> so moving right along into the third and final segment of the first half of the show, the aforementioned Moneyline Dice, our wonderful friends, the cubicle all-knowing objects, making their daily appearance, their daily role. You're going to have to wait and stick around for the exact matchup, but uh, they're feeling real good, feeling real juicy. Had to have a sacrifice this week. Didn't yep. really have that opportunity. Now officially 37-35-1 on the TTL pod. Now, That's the first half of the show, and typically you would think of the first half of the show, and that's all the bets, analysis, everything that we got. Well, kind of. Because if you haven't been to a Friday show before, you might not know what's about to go down, but for you TTL faithful, you know the damn drill. It's UFC Fight Night card breakdown. We got Sandhagen versus Dillashaw. Don't you worry. Colt Buffer will come out later. We're going to keep him a little locked in the cage just for now so we can save that energy and that absolute electricity for the second half of the show. Today's rants and reactions, we're kicking it off with that full card breakdown. We're giving you our best bets, props, breaking down every fight on the card. And, of course, I'll dish out my main card parlay. Got a little bit... uh a little bit different here. I had a, I had a view, but a fight got canceled. I'll tell you guys about that. It was actually a fight I was really, really looking forward to. So I got plenty to talk about in the UFC today and actually the BKFC, Bare Knuckle mm-hmm. Fighting Championship. I got a lot to talk about there too. So you want everything in the world of MMA and this weekend's UFC Fight Night card? Stick around for the second half of the show. It's about to get wild. Of course, it wouldn't be a ransom reactions if we didn't do some ranting and reacting. So we got plenty of other things to discuss and give you our hot takes on. So don't worry. If you aren't a fan of the UFC, you can just stick around for the show and the absolute wildness that is about to go down after that. And then you can uh, get all of our hot takes and the latest news coming from the world of sports and sports gambling. 
Last but certainly not least, wrapping up the show, my motivation minutes, paying it forward to you, giving you a little inspiration going into the weekend. Maybe you're going to be hanging out with a lot of people, maybe going out doing this, giving you something to think about. My message today is on don't trade your authenticity for acceptance. I'll let you think about that, and I'll give you that message at the very end of today's show. But for now, partner, anything else you need to get off of your chest laid down before I get episode 87 steaming down the tracks? Let's get steaming. Quit all the banners, stop all the drama, stop the nonsense that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the Talking the Line podcast for the Stone Cold Locks and running tickets to the pay window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, once again, thank you so much for stopping by and hammering bets with us today. Let's get in to episode number 87 on this beautiful Friday of bets, July 23rd, 2021. Now you don't have to check your calendar too. That's becoming a daily thing here around the show as well. First segment of the day and first half of that first segment of the day, the TTL Crew's best bets of the day, kicking it off with first things first. Follow him on the Action Network HQ app at RMAGS, all caps, RMAGS, best bets of the day. Two best bets coming at you. I already told you, nothing but value. He's got one full game money line, one first five money line. No bones about it. These might be the most two valuable plays all across today's boards. Well, it's only one board, one slate. But it's still damn valuable. So as always, open them ear holes, open them eye holes wide if you are watching. Drop a little visine, bright eyes, come on, widen up here. It's time to get our Mag's best bets of the day. And as always, partner, you have the floor. All righty. I appreciate it. So don't turn off the show here after this one, but first matchup of the day, going right back to this rivalry, friends. Yankees versus Red Sox. Garrett Cole versus Eduardo Rodriguez. Now, you might be calling me crazy, but I am not siding with the Yankees and Garrett Cole today. I am taking the uh, Red Sox money line once again with Eduardo Rodriguez on the mound. This appears to be the biggest setup line that I have seen in quite some time. The Yankees are coming in at plus 100 with the Cy Young favorite Garrett Cole on the mound. That seems a little too fishy to me, a little too good to be true. Now, I'm not saying Garrett Cole is going to get shelled all night long. I'm not saying that necessarily at all, but I think people are underestimating Eduardo Rodriguez. Rodriguez has pitched very solid in three starts versus the Yankees this year and has actually improved each time in time. And the uh, Red Sox have actually won all three of those starts, one of which included Garrett Cole and guess where it was in Fenway Park. The Yankees are hitting 190 versus Mr. Rodriguez this season, batting average that is over 17 innings pitched. And as I mentioned, he's uh, improving overall, not just against the Yankees. In July, he's got a 2.16 ERA. All three are coming on the road. Now we're coming back home to Fenway Park. His numbers home and road are actually pretty similar, but a little bit more comfortable at home. So I like him to keep improving on that today. Now, Garrett Cole's uh, two starts this year versus the Red Sox. Hasn't been bad at all. Uh, pitched well last week in New York. However, he did have a bad start in Fenway last month. Five earned runs in a loss. Uh, so I do like him to uh, you know, give up at least a couple, two or three here against the Red Sox offense. That offense lasts five versus right-handers, 258 batting average. 
324 OBP and 5.87 runs per nine. So this Red Sox offense is hitting well right now. But all in all, my man, I you know the surface numbers of Eduardo Rodriguez do not look good, and this Yankees offense I mentioned it yesterday is hitting lefties well. However, they do not hit this guy very well. I mentioned three and O Rodriguez is in three starts versus the Yankees. So you know this Red Sox team five and O last five versus the Yankees in Boston, eight and two in 2021 massive momentum shifter last night like i said i'm not saying garrett cole's getting touched up today i don't think he's going to be dominant like we saw last week in yankee stadium i think uh i think mr rodriguez does just enough to keep the red sox right where they need to be and maybe even have to take a late inning winner like we saw last night again so contrary to what many people will probably at least the public i should say is going to be thinking today i'm going with this red sox money line with a setup line and a half here partner are you with me or not yeah, I'm with you once again on the Red Sox. I uh, was going to kind of stay away from this one, and then you laid all that down, and you started telling me about it, and I didn't realize how good Eduardo uh, Rodriguez has gotten game over game. No question, he has uh, kind of surprisingly impressed the hell out of me, to tell you the mm-hmm. truth. And uh, the Yankees, even though they are hitting somewhat well against lefties, I think they struggle against him here yet again today. Garrett Cole has unimpressed me. Uh, post sticky stuff so i really don't know what to expect from him right i mean he has he been does, good the last couple he does, he does deal here to here but hey either way i'm not worried about that i think the red Sox take care of business here in fenway today so if you think the same as do i i've already hammered it in you should too our max first best bet of the day boston red Sox money line All partner right, my man there's one ladies and gentlemen there is one now if you could be so kind as to Lay it on down with the second best bet of the day. All righty. Not, uh, not a setup line in my opinion here. I think this is just a very valuable play. We've got the Angels and Twins once again, and I'm flipping sides from yesterday. Not because of yesterday's result, but I am taking the Angels' first five money line. And the pitching matchup is what does it here for me today. You've got Alex Cobb on the mound, righty for the Angels, and J.A. Happ at home for the Twins, a lefty. Now, Cobb, his surface numbers are actually getting better, but they're still not fantastic. 3.96 ERA, but he is having a fantastic month right now. 0.92 ERA in July, three starts. Has not allowed more than one earned run over that stretch. All in all, in July, two earned runs over 19 and two-thirds innings pitched. And the Angels are 3-0 in the first five of those starts. Now, J.A. Happ, on the other hand, is one of the uh, favorites of mine to fade away on. J.A. Happ, 6-1-5 ERA on the season, 7.36 here in July over three starts. And the Twins are 0-3, first five in those three starts. And he is actually coming off of a performance where he gave up 11 hits, 7 earned runs versus Detroit last week. Now, of course, Detroit, we mentioned, is a wagon. However, this is not a new uh, this is not a new trend here for J.A. Happ. This has been happening to him all season long. And this Angels team has been hitting lefties pretty damn well lately. Last five games, 290 batting average, 323 OBP. 4.02 runs per nine, so you like to see that a little bit higher, but given the batting average and OBP, I think they start to uh, push those runs across here. Now, uh, Nelson Cruz is out of the lineup. I think I would still be on this play regardless of if he was in there, but that's a big thumper that's taken out of their lineup. They still have some formidable bats, but nonetheless, I like the way Alex Cobb is trending here. Actually, if you look at his game log, he's gone fantastic, uh, or excuse me, bad month, fantastic month, bad month, fantastic month. So hey, for the rest of July, I think 
think we might be uh, hammering in Alex Cobb. We'll see after that. But I like the way he's pitching right now. And versus a team that just lost the best hitter in their lineup and with their uh, sketchy worst pitcher on the mound, I'm loving this Angels first five money line at a pretty decent price partner. How you liking this one as well? Yeah, that one uh, is definitely my favorite of you two if I had to side either way. I love them both, uh, but the value here with how Alex Cobb has just seemingly, you mentioned it, good month, bad month, good month, bad month. Well, we're on one of those good months, and I think that trend continues. Right. So at least for the first five, I am all over it with you. Right. So for your second best bet of the day, unless you had anything else to lay down. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to, uh, that Alex Cobb split. It's not like it's pretty good, pretty bad. It's like less than a one ERA over seven ERA. So he appears, like I said, to be in that uh, sub one ERA. So I think we see a shutout from him tonight uh, or at least one or two runs. But I think the Angels touch up J.A. Happ. No question about it. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Our mag's second best bet of the day. Los Angeles Angels, first five money line. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Quick reminder, once again, follow our mags on the Action Network HQ app at R Mags in all caps. You can also find all of his best bets and everything on the talkingtheline.com website, yes, sir. as well as typically dishes out a prop of the day per Twitter. So follow him at R Mags TTL Sports. You can find uh, that in the link tree if you can't remember it. But, partner, anything you got your eyes on yet for the prop of the day? Uh, no, nothing jumped out to me quite yet okay. today. All right. Well, that does it for the first half of the first segment. Let's keep it rolling into the second half of the first segment. My best bets of the day. At the top of the show, I just so happen to mention I got four best bets coming at you from across the slate. Now, one thing I would like to say to preface this, I do not consider myself a sharp. I consider myself to know more than the average bear. Mm -hmm. That being said, I'm going to be making a few sharp plays today. Uh, All of that being said, I still do not refer to myself as a sharp. I do like to handicap, and I do believe I know more than the average bear, but I am not a sharp. With that being said, first best bet of the day coming from me. Well, maybe in NFL, maybe in college basketball, but MLB, I can't call myself (laughs) that yet. Still a (laughs) pump. Moving into my first best bet of the day, ladies and gentlemen, going to the matchup between the Toronto Blue Jays and the New York Mets. And this is my first sharp play of the day. Taking aside, you might not be thinking I'm taking the New York Mets first five money line. Now, obviously, I think the public's all going to see Toronto as a dog in this spot going up against the Mets, but the Mets have been very sneakily good lately, and I think that is a complete setup line. Now, that's on the full game. For the first five, I really, really like something. I told you guys this on Monday or Tuesday whenever I played the Cubs. Can't remember exactly when that was, but I told you I've been playing this trend on the first five money line that I'm about to tell you guys again, and I have yet to miss it. So I'm going to continue to play it as if it's a sharp play, a line movement play until the wheels fall off. I suggest you do it with me as well. Now, what is that trend? The Mets are favored on the first five run line, but they are an underdog on the first five money line. So my first instinct was that they, since they were in that spot, I was thinking that they would probably be plus a half on the first five um, run line, but they are not. They're minus a half. So anytime I see them minus a half and then being a dog on the first five money line, it sends off a bunch of alarms in my head that is very early in the morning, typically that that happens. When I see that, I smash in the money line. So why? Even more, am I taking the New York Mets' first five money line? You have Steven Matz on the mound for the Blue Jays and Tyler McGill on the mound for the Mets. Now, 
as for Steven Matz, if you didn't know, he is facing his his old team in the Mets for the last six seasons. He pitched for the New York Metropolitans, and I think they have plenty of success against him here today. They're going to know exactly what he has, exactly where his ball goes, exactly what his movement does, and I think that they put up at least three or four on him here today early. He's given up three earned runs or more in three out of his last five starts, and he has given up a combined 26 hits over those last five starts Ooh. overall. So hasn't been very efficient at all on the mound for Matt's. He isn't very good at all in the night as well. It was very surprising to me uh, when the lights come on. As I say, he does not show out. 12 night starts, 291 opponent batting average compared to 198 during the day. Goodness. 10 home runs allowed compared to 2 during the day. 33 earned runs allowed at nighttime compared to 7 during the daytime. 5.03 ERA compared to 2.82 during the daytime. And this is all over 59 innings pitched. Goodness. Wanted to give you those splits because that is very, very surprising to me. Those primetime games, apparently Steven Matz is not cut out for it. He has all also, wanted to tell you, posted his best monthly ERA so far to date on this season, 3.00. But may I remind you that he has not gotten below a 4.00 ERA for the entire season so far, month by month. Can you say regression? I've been talking about it all season or all week long, at least. And this seems to be a week of regression from trends. Last but certainly not least, Toronto is two and three straight up in the first five innings over his last five starts overall. Now for Tyler McGill, he has been damn good as a rookie. Hasn't had that many starts. He's only had five. So he has an 0-0 record. Hasn't gone super, super deep yet, but he's got a 220 uh, opponent batting average allowed, 297 uh, on base percentage, 1.21 whip, and a a 2.63 ERA all over 24 innings of work. He made it through five innings in three out of his last five starts, and he's given up one earned run or less in three out of those five starts. The other two was two earned runs and three earned runs, so I like him to definitely not get shelled here today once again. He uh, has been dominant for most of the uh, season so far for his early starts, and I think he does that once again here today against the Toronto Blue Jays offense that has kind of hit a bump. They were really good, and then they hit a bump, and then they're really good, and I think we're seeing them on a bump here. And not to mention the Mets are 3-1-1 one, and one straight up in the first five innings and uh, McGill's last five starts overall. That's why I love this play. This, once again, is a sharp play, even though I am not as sharp. Uh, this is on the line movement based on that, and then some key stats and trends that I absolutely love here. So my first best bet of the day, I am taking New York Mets first five money line. Yeah, I'll be right there with you on this one, my man. I mean, you nailed it. The line movement is very, very interesting. I'll back you on that as well. And this Tyler McGill guy has been really impressive. And I uh, I don't think that changes today. I think he has a nice, nice solid performance. And as you mentioned, Steven Matz, I mean, those day-night trends, it's, uh, you know, sometimes they matter, sometimes they don't. Well, when you have a split like that, that's something that's, insane. that's telling. It's so. insane. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, right. that was even the uh, day-night splits were even more disparaging than the home-away splits. Right. And they weren't very good either. Right. So I could have mentioned those but wanted to give you the day night so there you go first best bet of the day second best bet of the day if you are just tuning in and you missed that one hey don't worry about it we'll flash the best bets of the day up on the screen here shortly after we get through the special play and the rest of my best bets but moving along second best bet of the day wouldn't you know it this one's another sharp play even though i'm not an mlb sharp as well it's actually uh 
a new team in the MLB oh, we many. have I'm going to be taking here today. So my second best bet of the day is the Cleveland Guardians' first five money line. If you don't know about that, we'll be talking about that in today's rants and reactions. But as for my second best bet of the day, if you don't know who this is, it is the Cleveland Indians' first five money line. They have changed their name, if you didn't know. They, once again are favored on the first five run line, but an underdog on the first five money line. I do not buy it. Give me all of the first five money line here today. You got Josh Fleming on the mound for the Rays and Zach Plesak making the comeback off of IL on the mound for the Guardians. Now, Fleming has mediocre top line numbers. You could look at them and think that, oh, he hasn't been too bad. But the reason why they are mediocre, he's been really doggone dominant at home and terrible on the road. That's why are they right around the middle of the pack. He's had four road starts, six games pitched overall, 299 opponent batting average compared to 153 at home, seven home runs allowed on the road compared to two at home, 41 hits allowed on the road compared to 21 at home, and a 6.35 ERA on the road. This is all over 34 innings pitched, and just to show you, it's a very accurate sample size for those splits, 39 and a third innings pitched at home. Fleming also owns a 9.00 ERA in the month of July and gave up seven earned runs in his last outing with eight hits over four and a third innings of work against the Braves. He has also given up five earned runs or more in three out of his last six starts. So I don't trust him overall, especially on the road here tonight. But please, Sack, you might have a little bit of a doubt. He's only had two starts since coming back off the IL, one before the All-Star break and then one after the All-Star break. The one before the All-Star break was a little shaky against Kansas City. I think it was just to get him some work to see how he was then he returned very good after uh, the all-star break here and went six innings against Oakland only allowed four hits and two earned runs so I think we see that uh, him return to dominance here no really key stats just because he's been out since May he's only had those two starts it's been kind of rough to find anything for him but I think as I've been talking about regression I think we see some positive regression here from a lot of those numbers for Zach Plesak and he has plenty of success against the Rays here early uh, Flint I mean, stays right at his numbers, what I'm thinking here on the road. Police act, like I said, I think he's going to continue to positively progress, get right back to his mean, maybe even improve upon some numbers and just continue to improve here off of the IL. And once again, this is a sharp play, even though I'm not an MLB sharp. So for my second MLB best bet of the day, I am taking the Cleveland Guardians first five money line. I'll be right there with you again on this one, my man. I would have been right there with you on the sharp action as well, uh, but I also really like this pitching matchup. Uh, Fleming has not impressed me whatsoever, and now I've seen, uh, being in the AL Central, I've seen Plezak the last couple of years, and when he's healthy, he's really impressed me. So uh, I I agree with you there. I think we're going to see some positive, positive starts the next few for him. So I'll be right there with you, my man. And uh, what else you got? Oh, what else do I got? Mm-hmm. There's one and two. Let's go for number three. All right, so there's my two first five plays. I actually got one more first five play, but it's on the run line. So we'll wait for that one. I got a full game money line play for you here. My third best bet of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Drum roll, please. We're going back to the doggone well for the monies. Detroit Tigers full game money line is my third best trying to ride the wagon ride the wagon (laughs) (laughs) third best bet of the day Detroit Tigers money line now this honestly makes no sense to me the Tigers are still not getting any respect from the books any respect from the public and I think this could not be further from accurate with where this line is right now I'll tell you some trends to wrap this pick up but as far as the pitching matchup goes 
I think there's loads of value there as well. Willie Peralta on the mound for the Tigers and Chris Bubich on the mound for the Royals. Now, Bubich has not impressed me at all all season long, and as of late, the Royals are 3-5 and five straight up in his last eight starts overall. He's also given up three earned runs or more in four out of his last seven, and he has combined for 14 earned runs given up over his last five. He also hasn't had much success against the Tigers. 38 at bat, small sample size I know, but 317 batting average, 348 OBP, and an 825 OPS. Not to mention, the Tigers are destroying left-handed pitching right now, and Bubich is a lefty. Last 10 for the Tigers versus left-handed starters, 363 batting average, 402 OBP, and a whopping 10.53 runs per nine innings. Yes, I do talk a little bit about regression. I think those will trend down a little bit here, but the Tigers are just too doggone hot for me to fade in any capacity whatsoever. So I do also like their pitcher, though, in Willie Peralta. Now, I was a little bearish on him to start his outing so far. After his last outing uh, against Minnesota, where he shut them out, I'm a believer. I am sold on Willie Peralta. He's given up zero earned runs in five out of his last seven starts. The other two were one and five, and I've been telling you all week that five earned runs, so what? Even a blind dog is right twice a day. Every guy can have a bad outing in his in his MLB season. No problem at all. I think Willie Peralta returns to dominance here. That that actually five earned run was a while ago, so there needs to be no return to dominance. He already is dominant. Mm -hmm. He has gone at least five innings pitched over his last uh, or five out of those last seven starts, and he pitched seven innings twice. So he's again getting plenty of the faith of the Tigers pitching staff. They're letting him go deep in his starts, and I think he continues that trend here today as well. He's got a 0.47 ERA in the month of July and a 1.64 ERA overall, and he's been pretty doggone good on the road. This is actually, I tell you a lot about pitchers I target on the road. It seems to be their uh, whatever team it is their pitching rotation saves them for road starts because they're really really good Peralta has pitched four road starts but five games overall two and one record 186 opponent batting average allowed 16 K's five walks 2.31 ERA and that's all over 23 and a third innings of work I absolutely love Peralta to dominate the Royals here today. This line is incredibly wrong. The Tigers should be favored, but I will take it as a plus money poly. But some key trends, in case you don't believe me on all of those pitching stats, the Tigers are 7-0 straight up in their last seven games overall. And as I told you, they are simply not getting the respect from the books because of that record. They are hot right now. They're also 4-0 straight up in their last four games versus a pitcher with a whip above 1.30. Bubich clears that plenty with a 1.52 whip. Kansas City is 2-5 straight up in their last seven home games, 10-29 in their last 39 games overall, and 16-31 straight up in their last 51 versus a right-handed starter. Detroit is 7-2 in the last nine meetings, all of those being in 2021, and 4-2 in the last six in Kansas City, all of those in 2021. You want to back Bubich and the Royals, go right on ahead, but I will gladly take the plus money Pauly and the absolute wagon that has been the Detroit Tigers. So my third best bet of the day, Detroit Tigers, money line. I have to be with you on this one, my man. I mean, you nailed it, but I'm as high as the Tigers as I am low on this Kansas City Royals team. They are one of, if not the coldest team in the league, top to bottom, not just their bats, their pitching staff, their bullpen, everything. And I think the only thing that you might not have mentioned, I mean, we mentioned it all week long, is the Tigers' bullpen is also scorching hot. So uh, 
I, I can't uh, I can't pass this up with you either, my man. I well, can't. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm all over this play. This has <laughs> got to be my favorite play of yeah. the day, uh, especially if you're giving me a plus money. I, I can't pass that up. No. So there you go. Third best bet of the day. Let's keep the Tigers wagon rolling. Into my fourth and final best bet of the day here, wrapping up the first segment of the day. I got to get a little bit of my lick back, if I do say so myself. Because uh, much as I described Chris Flexen yesterday, I am much similar a man of that <laughs> stature. So in case you didn't know, I'm going back to the matchup between the Oakland Athletics and the Seattle Mariners, taking the same bet as yesterday, and I believe it has plenty of value and is actually a very, very solid safe bet here today. Fourth and final best bet of the day, I'm taking the Seattle Mariners, first five run line plus a half couple key reasons this pitching matchup is one of them Frankie Montas on the mound for the A's and you have Yusei Kikuchi on the mound for the M's Montas has uh, not been that solid as of late giving up two earned runs or uh, more in six out of his last seven starts overall he's also given up a combined 37 hits over those seven starts he has uh, had command issues and letting teams hit all over the ballpark Oakland is also 1-4 straight up in the first five innings and his last five starts overall. Not to mention he hasn't had very much success against this Seattle team in his career. 60 at-bats with a 334 batting average, 372 OBP, and a 1.148 OPS. That is right. It is above a 1.00 whip. It is not, or 00 OPS. I apologize uh, for a little confusion there. However, it is not good whatsoever. On base plus slugging, they are tearing the cover off the ball. Last but certainly not least, on Montas, he has faced Seattle this year and owns a 6.00 ERA over 6.0 innings pitch, six innings pitch with six hits. Uh, do with that information what you will. A little bit odd there. However, uh, that's what he has against Seattle. I think that remains pretty much the same here today. I think he gives up three or four, no problem. Uh, maybe two or three. But as for Kikuchi, I think he limits this Oakland team and maybe only gives up one or two. And at the bare minimum, we keep this game tied. He has uh, had a few bumps, uh, much like some of my analysis a little earlier along uh, with Plesak. Had a few bumps. Uh, pre-All-Star break and post-All-Star break. But overall, across the board, Kikuchi's been pretty doggone good. He's given up one earned run or less in four out of his last six starts overall, and he has faced Oakland this year. He owns a 1.50 ERA against them and six innings pitched as well. And wouldn't you know it, this was actually the matchup that the last time Kikuchi faced the Oakland Athletics. It was against Frankie Montas. We'll tell you a little bit about that to close this pick up. But last but certainly not least for Kikuchi, he has had some decent success against Oakland uh, in his career. 88 at bats, 236 batting average, 275 OBP, and a 635 OPS. So I like him to stay right around those numbers. Might even improve upon them just a little bit here today. And Oakland is really struggling against left-handed pitching uh, at the plate in their last 10 overall, 203 batting average, and a 257 OBP. So I think uh, Kikuchi has plenty of doggone success here today. Now, uh, we saw, even though I didn't think it would, we saw a very similar outcome uh, to the matchup between Flexen and uh, Manaya on the mound yesterday. Told you a lot about that. Didn't think it would. It played out very, very similarly to the first matchup. Now we have yet another repeating matchup for the second time. Montas and Kikuchi facing each other in the MLB regular season. And in the first five innings in the first matchup between these two guys, Seattle won 4-1. to one. I don't know if it's going to be that much. I'd like to think so. I actually think it's going to be spot on right there the more I think about it. 
three to one, four to one. I think Seattle takes this no problem, and they have started to become much more dominant at home. So fourth and final best bet of the day. I can't get enough of them. They're also been a wagon for the first five run lines. So Seattle Mariners, first five run line plus a half. Once again, I'll be right there with you on this one. My man, Mariners at home has been a recipe for success uh, the last month and a half or so. So I've got no issues with this one either. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate it. Uh, quick reminder, those are all of my best bets of the day. All one, two, three, four. Follow me on the Action Network app if you want even more ticket cash and plays. Follow me at cash underscore with underscore Colt. Might have a little daily draw coming out today. Some pitching matchups potentially that I like or a little daily nerfy. We'll see what happens. Still have yet to open the Yurfy markets for the first inning here right. in Illinois. Right. But staying on top of that, as soon as they do, I will be coming out with those because I like a lot of those. And there is no point of betting one run when they also give you two plus run options because no. that is just completely senseless. We would rather have Yurfy. So that might be coming soon. Whenever it does, I'll roll it out to you. Might have a daily draw or daily nerfy today. Make sure you stay tuned and follow me on the Action Network app. That does it for the first segment of episode number 87, the TTL Crew's best bets of the day. If you missed any of them, don't worry. Here after the second segment, we will flash up all of the best bets of the day, and uh, we'll tell you guys about those best bets of the day, everything in between. Now, partner, uh, if you could be so kind here, to get the stage set okay. for the Chicago Baseball Parlay, today's special play, um, I have noticed there is a beautiful glare coming off my glasses. And I was wondering, this just doesn't seem right. What is going on? Well, our wonderful, mm. wonderful, mm. wonderful, would never want to say anything bad about her, TTL mascot, decided that uh, instead of having a nice dark studio, we needed to open some windows up. Right. So we got some windows opened up. Mm. Uh, need to go... Fix a little bit here. Okay. If you Go could ahead. just uh, talk about the Chicago baseball parlay, what we're taking. If I hear you not say anything I was thinking, I'll piggyback on alongside of it. But I'll see you guys here in just a second. One of these things that just happens out of the blue. And I'll see you here in a minute, my man. All righty. So my man called it here today. We've got a little day-night Chicago parlay today. And we've got the White Sox in action in Milwaukee. We've got the Cubs in action in Wrigley against the Diamondbacks. Uh, but I'll kick it off with the first leg, which is actually the second leg, but uh, the realm that I know best here. And we're going with the White Sox money line in Milwaukee against the Brewers and Freddie Peralta. We've got Lucas Giolito on the mound for my Sox, uh, as I mentioned, against Freddie Peralta. Now, I have been a, a big, big supporter of Freddie Peralta all season long. He has been a dog and a half for uh, the better part of 75% uh, of this season. Now, I mentioned that 75% because the last 25% or so, uh, not bad at all, but still uh, not quite dominant like he was uh, for the first three quarters of the season. He has allowed uh, at least two earned runs and three straight starts, allowed at least one home run each of those games, and he's actually losing a lot of the command. That's been the big issue. Total of 11 walks over his last three starts. So I'm uh, like I said, Freddie Peralta has not been bad, but he's not been the dominant guy that we saw for 75% of the season to start things off. And my guy Lucas Giolito is kind of trending in the opposite way after uh, you know not uh, not being dominant, not being terrible. He's starting to heat up now. He's got two straight wins and is coming off of a complete game, three hits, one earned run to the Houston Astros in his last start. So I think he's going to be on a heater here for a couple or three starts. And then obviously that continues today in Milwaukee. 
Okay, short little drive for my socks, and uh, it looks like you're getting them at plus money. So Yes, sir. First leg, my man, that's the only one I laid down if you didn't hear me. But uh, first leg I've got going down is the White Sox money line. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I heard uh, a little bit to, there towards the end of the Giolito. Um, yeah, I think he has a good start here today. Mm-hmm. He has had uh, a lot better starts here recently than uh, he had been. A little bit of a bumpy bumpy June there. I didn't know what we were going to get. But, uh, yeah, he's returned to form, and uh, I appreciate you laying down the first leg there. Right, and Freddie's kind of, uh, you know. Not bad, but not quite as dominant. Not, 11 not, walks yeah. over his last three starts. Ah, there you go. Command, right. command, command. Yeah, so I think he does have some command issues here. Uh, White Sox heat back up at the plate offensively for me, too. Sorry, not to mention, the Brewers are actually a better road team than they are a home team. Oh. They're only like 27 and 23, I think, at home. Well, there you go. So. Things you're only going to find here at the TTL pod. Now, how about that second leg of the Chicago baseball parlay? Well, you probably could have guessed it, but uh, yeah. We're taking the Chicago Cubs money line. Playing the Arizona Diamondbacks today, going up against Zach Gallen with Zach Davies on the mound. The battle of the Zacks yep. here. Uh, you know, Davies has had some struggles. These Cub, This Cubs pitching staff has had some struggles with the home run ball. Uh, Davies has had uh, a little less struggles than a few of the other ones. I like him to return to some of that form, stay dominant here today. Um, the Cubs did struggle a little bit against Gallon the last time we faced him. We did face him recently, but I don't think he has any problems here or, or we have Cubs, any problems yeah. against him here today. Uh, honestly, in my mind, with the way the Diamondbacks are playing right now, even if the Cubs are out of the playoff chase, they are not trying to afford a win or afford a loss at Wrigley against the Diamondbacks right now. So this is a no-brainer play for me. There's going to be a lot of people siding with the D-backs trying to get a sneaky win in Wrigley, but that's not happening. To kick off uh, Friday here, we all know being Chicagoans, being suburbians of the shy city, the federal landmark gets rocking on a Friday night, regardless of how well the Cubbies are doing. Friday that, afternoon, even. Friday especially. afternoon. It's just how it happens, and uh, especially to kick off the weekend, the Cubs are going to come in here hot. They need a win, they need it bad, and they're going to get it done. So, second leg on the Chicago baseball parlay, the Chicago Cubs, money line. And that does it. For the first two segments of the day, if you missed anything, not to worry, it is time to recap everything we just went through, all of the best bets, analysis, trends, everything in between with the best bets of the day recap. So quickly, ladies and gentlemen, get out your favorite sports book, whatever that may be, whatever your favorite one is. Get ready to hammer in these best bets as they come up live on your screen. And let's run some tickets to the window together. So without further ado, for the first time live on your screen on this beautiful July 23rd, 2021, the TTL Cruise Best Bets of the Day. Kindly turn your attention to the left half of your screen. You have R Mag's Best Bets of the Day, his two picks coming at you, the Boston Red Sox, full game, money line, and the Los Angeles Angels, first five, money line. On the opposite side of that, the right side of your screen, my best bets of the day, my four coming at you. New York Mets, first five, money line. The Cleveland Guardians, no longer the Indians, first five, money line. The Detroit Tigers, full game, money line. And the Seattle Mariners, first five, run line, plus a half. 
below all of that, today's special play, the Chicago Baseball Parlay, the Chicago Cubs money line, and the Chicago White Sox money line. Parlayed up, ladies and gentlemen, as I have not officially parlayed them up yet, and we now are doing live so on the TTL pod. Few extra words here so I can uh, have it ready to go at plus 257 odds right now on FanDuel Sportsbook. You're welcome for the free plug. There you have it. Today's best bets of the day coming from the TTL crew on this beautiful July 23rd, 2021. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you need to say, just make sure you get today's best bets of the day in it. Whatever the current line is on your favorite sports book. Did that backwards. Your, your, your favorite you. sports book. <laughs> there you have it. Our best bets of the day. You never know what you're going to get here at the TTL pod. Let's keep this show moving right along here. Uh, you see the extra wording partners waving the finger guns around right in that direction. The money line dice roll of the day. Didn't tell you at the top of the show as per usual. So now you know we're going to the matchup between the Washington Nationals and the Baltimore Orioles. Too much to call. The Nationals should get the minus one and a half with ease, but it seems just a little bit too easy for him, a little bit too sneaky with Jorge Lopez on the mound. I don't want to give away too much because then that kind of steals my partner's job setting the stage here for us while we uh, get everything set up for you guys. So without further ado, first things first, let's get into today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day. And uh, partner... As I get our kind guests ready for their daily roll, and I get the screen set up for the viewing pleasure of our loyal, faithful, wonderful viewers on the opposite side of that camera, could you be so kind as to set the stage between the Washington Nationals and the Baltimore Orioles here today? Who we got on the mound? They know one of them. Maybe they don't know who that guy pitches for. Who we got as a home team? Who we got as an away team? Who's a fave? Who's the dog? Maybe we need some storylines. I don't know. Dish out whatever you think we need. And then once you're done with that, I'll see you and you here in just a couple minutes. All righty. Sounds good to me. Now we've got a uh, little bit of a, oh, what's it called? I'm blanking on the rivalry name here, but it's uh, Battle of the Beltway, I believe, and Nationals and Orioles. Uh, and both of these teams are actually 3-7 and seven in their last 10, so kind of falling off a little bit. Obviously, the Nats, Nationals were getting hot there for a minute, but uh, no Kyle Schwarber. They're starting to fall off down the tracks a little bit more. But we've got Patrick Corbin, lefty for the Nats, and Jorge Lopez, righty, at home for the Orioles. Now, both of these guys surfaced numbers are pretty, pretty bad. Corbin, a little bit better than Jorge Lopez. Lopez, 2-12 record, 6.04 ERA, 1.63 whip compared to Corbin. Gotten a lot more run support than Lopez has. 6-8 record, but it's still a 5.66 ERA and a 1.47 whip. So like I said, a little bit better than uh, than Lopez there, but still not what you want to see. Uh, Corbin, pretty similar home and away here. In uh, in the month of July, he's got a 7.31 ERA, so not too much to write home about here for Corbin. But as I mentioned, Jorge Lopez has been worse. Uh, actually, a tiny bit better in July, 6.75 ERA, but still not what you want to see. Uh, so now we go to the lines here today. The Nationals are actually the favorite, rightfully so. Minus 132 on the good old FanDuel as we keep plugging for free. But the Orioles are coming in at plus 112. On the run line, the Nationals at minus 1.5 are plus 110. 
while the Orioles plus one and a half is minus 132. The over under in this game is set at 10 runs. Uh, and now let's see what the money splits are for this one. The kind of big money for a minute was on the Orioles, but now it's starting to even back out a little bit. 82% of the bets coming in on the Nats, 84% of the money. So the public is flooding in on the Nationals here today. The uh, line has moved. I uh, actually moved towards, uh, moved in favor of the Nationals, moved up. Um, and so let's see the totals here. Actually, some massive money coming in on the under. 69% of the bets on the over, while 97% of the bets on the under. Uh, have to imagine there's just one big big bet coming in on the under uh because i can't imagine this is a heavily bet uh total between these two teams but uh nonetheless got a big big money split there for the over under uh but this team's uh lately actually three out of five for the nationals while the uh orioles just dropped the last two to the rays so the offenses actually aren't hitting bad right now orioles have scored at least five uh excuse me three or more in their last five games they had three wins there before those two losses but i don't know man i uh as my partner was we were leaning towards the nationals but all in all that arm of patrick corbin can also give up a boatload of runs so there really isn't enough trust for us to be uh to be putting too much faith in old patrick corbin there and uh despite how bad jorge lopez is patrick corbin can do just as much damage in the uh wrong kind of damage if you ask me uh 10 hits in his last start in five and a third inning that was against the Padres. So I guess his last three starts, 7.31 ERA, two against the Padres, one against the Dodgers. So I don't know how much you can really chalk that up to in June. He had a three, eight, two ERA against some, uh, much more, uh, you know, uh, less dominant lineups like the Orioles. So actually I could see it got him going, uh, some positive regression as my partner has been saying all night, uh, because the last three games he has faced some hot, hot teams, a couple of the best teams in the league. So not sure how much you can chalk that up to. Uh, he has been, uh, you know, 1047 ERA in April and then, uh, May and June are a lot better. So if you get him against a good lineup, I would fade away on Mr. Corbin, but, uh, he actually has faced this Orioles team this year, five and two thirds innings, 11 hits, four earned runs, two walks, three Ks, and the Nationals won that game six to five. Um, so I could see it being a little bit similar to that. The Orioles in that game, it was Matt Harvey. So I guess pretty similar, uh, similar type of, uh, you know, terrible, terrible pitcher that we have here in this one today. But uh, having some struggles over there, partner. Might be no bueno today, folks. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, that might be fitting for this type of matchup here because these pitchers are a stink fest. But, uh, yeah, I'll go back into Jorge Lopez a little bit. Contrary to Mr. Corbin, Corbin, he only has one respectable month. He's got three, two months over 70 ERA, and now he's in a 6.75 ERA. Uh, four earned runs in two of his last three, or excuse me, three of his last four, actually, so... The only team he actually held down somewhat well was my White Sox, two earned runs, but then they still lost that game 12-1. to So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not looking good for Jorge Lopez here today. He's got a 549 ERA at home. So we'll see, my friends. But uh, we- i tell you what, uh, less worried about showing the dice. We have so much stuff to get into in here in the second yeah, half of the show. Rolling. Let's get into today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day. We'll take a little walk down memory lane. I'll show you the guys up on uh, the screen what the roll ends up being. Of course, you have to trust our transparency and honesty because you're not going to see it live on your screen and you can't see it on the table. So, moving right along, as I realized, we are just cooking uh, today and we got stuff to stuff to discuss, pal, for the second half of the show. So, 
today's money line dice roll of the day. Thank you for setting the stage, stage, sir. First roll, as always, between the home team Baltimore Orioles or the away team. Why am I blanking right now? Washington Nationals. <laughs> First roll of the day. Who are we taking in three, in two, in one? Home team Orioles. Home team Baltimore Orioles. Now for the second roll, we'll be taking them on their juicy money line. Are we going to get just a tad chalky for that plus one and a half? We will all find out in three, in two, in one. Money line. Money, money line. line. It is. All right. And the third and final roll, the wild card roll of the day. Will the money line dice be doubling down yet again, telling you to have all the faith in the world? Will they skip that and then go to the total? Or are they going to be a little corn fused and need some extra screen time here and time on their segment? We all find out in three, in two, in one. That is a re-roll, my friend. The Away dice ain't having it All right, so here we go. <laughs> Moving right along. Away. Away team Nationals. Is the first roll. Second roll, ATS or money line. Money line. Nationals money line. And third roll, wild card roll. Away ATS. All right. Once again, I, that would actually be doubling down. They are the favorite. They are the favorite. So that is doubling down and uh, minus one and minus a half. Minus one and a half. A little plus money the on the minus one and a half. All right. So that is the play. That is what they have said. Uh, when it's plus one and a half, it makes no sense, but it's minus one and a half. We have all faith in the dice. Thank you, dice. The dice have spoken. Due to time constraints and me really wanting to bring you even more value from across this weekend's action and everything in between. You're just going to have to trust me and trust us that that is actually what is going on right here. Mm -hmm. That's what we're hammering it in. You're going to see it on our action app. There's no question about it. Today's money line dice roll of the day. Hammer it in. Washington Nationals minus one and a half. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, as I remind myself what the play is, and that's minus one and a half. All right. Um, as always, just remind you guys, I uh, tell you all the time, but now we even have more ways that you can access and get your own set of Moneyline dice or any of the other awesome merchandise that they do offer. Uh, you can either go to this episode's description, hit the MoneylineDice.com link at the bottom. The offer code TTL10 is right there for you as well. So you get 10% off of your first order at checkout. Or you can go to the TalkingTheLine.com website. If you're just perusing around there, hit the R Partners tab. You'll see the Moneyline Dice logo right there with some instructions right below. Take a peep ski through those instructions. Hit that logo. Be directed to the MoneylineDice.com website. Follow those instructions you just read and get your own set of Moneyline Dice. Dot, uh, your own set of Moneyline Dice. Not your own set of Moneyline Dice.com. What am I saying over here? Either way, start rolling with the Moneyline Dice and the crew. And we'll all see you at the window very soon. Thank you, Dice. And Thank as you, Dice. one more reminder, today's Moneyline Dice roll selection of the day. In case you are not watching live or didn't hear it, missed it, whatever. Washington Nationals, minus one and a half. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That does it for today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day. My apologies. A quick sip of water here. Nothing but silence and you uh, sniffling away. All right. Perfectly. Absolutely <laughs> well, yeah. love it. Wait Never know it. what you're going to get here at the TTL pod. 
With that all being said, that does it for the first half of today's show. You got our one, two, three, six best bets of the day. Our mags to my four. No opposing today. We love every play from each other's cards. You got the special play of the day. The Chicago baseball parlay, Chicago White Sox money line, and the Chicago Cubs money line. And then the money line dice just told you once again the play you need to lock in to run to the window right now, the Washington Nationals minus one and a half. That's it. That's all of the first half of the show bets. Now we do have a few more bets and some other stuff coming up here shortly. So I suggest you stick around. But if you are one of the kind gambling folks who just wants to stick around for the first half of the show, don't really care too much about UFC, you're about to head out of here. First things first, have a spectacular rest of your Friday and a stupendous start to your weekend. You deserve it. Thank you so much for stopping by today, hammering in some locks with the TTL crew. We'll meet you at the pay window this evening. But for now, see y'all later. And uh, oh, hey. Don't forget to come on around the bend back after this weekend for Monday's show, episode number 88 of the TTL pod. It is going to be the 26th of July at that point in time. We will see you then because you know the drill. We need your help bankrupting these sports books one play at a time. So have a great rest of your Friday, my friends. But for those of you sticking around and tuning in for the second half of today's show it is now time to get down to it to get right into it to get hot and heavy and visit the places that far few other sports media outlets can go time to remove the filter time to get wild and dive into today's rants and reactions It's time. It's time. What time is it? It's time. It's time! We are live from the TTL Production Studios in Chicago for UFC Fight Night, Sandhagen versus Dillashaw, full card breakdown, props, picks, everything in between, and don't forget about the main card parlay. Introducing first, fighting out of the red corner. This man is a freestyle fighter, and you know by this time he will use the elbows, the knees, the toes, and whatever anything he needs to in between to get the sought-after victory. The TTL mascot has officially arrived for today's breakdown. He is the rumbling, the tumbling, baddest mother-effing degenerate on the planet. Riley Armags Magnuson. Woo, partner. That was the best one yet. How you doing, pal? <laughs> How are you? Mike came, Mike came out of the uh, came out of the stand here. I'm all. I, I could go over here. I could go over there. You know, we might have to start trying this out. Matilda's up live and in prime time. Hey, can you not show them your ass? Come over here, <laughs> huh? Come over this way. Come on, say what's up. It's rants and reactions. Where you going? Well, apparently she's not here for the... Wow, this feels kind of great. I feel like a stand-up comedian right now. Um, hey, 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 get your... Sorry, I apologize. Uh, she uh, started drinking my water over here, getting her head. I apologize. Let me get this bad boy back in here. All right, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. 
I hope you're ready. ready I hope you know the energy that Colt Buffer is bringing today, ladies and gentlemen. It's time. It's really time. Oh, boy. To jump into. (laughs) We've already got sweaty and we ain't even got far yet. Time to jump into. UFC Fight Night, Sandhagen versus Dillashaw for full card breakdown, everything in between. You know the drill here. If you haven't visited one of these before on a Friday show, you are in for a treat. I cannot wait to get into this one, and let's do it, partner. Let me get uh, this wonderful pocket computer I got Mm -hmm. nowadays, and uh, let's see here. I had the tab pulled open, but because the mirroring assist for the Moneyline Dice was jacking up, had to close it, but anyway, didn't work. All right. UFC Fight Night, Sanhagen, Dillashaw. First things first, let's uh, talk about a few fights. I think you guys should watch some noteworthy fights that uh, if you do plan on watching the card that are going to be definitely the fight fans' fights, uh, even outside of wanting to bet on them. Uh, But typically when they're good to watch, probably have some bets for you on there too. Most definitely. Um, To get some things started, uh, the return of Sayara Eubanks. Very excited to see what she does against Elise Reed. Uh, Eubanks is favored minus 360 right now on the money line. I've told you time and time again, when there is a favorite of that, uh, that high, it's not a good bet. It's not something that you want to go running after now, right around 200, right in that ballpark. That's okay. Um, but that, that minus 360, that, that just scares me off right away, especially with Sayara Eubanks having a seven and six record. Mm. Now, with that being said, Elise Reed has been on a tear. She's 4-0 right now, and I think that she will continue to remain dominant. I think this is going to be a scrap regardless because every Sayara Eubanks fight, or Sayara, I hope I'm saying that right. I'm pretty sorry it's Sayara uh, Eubanks fight. It is an absolute scrap. It's an absolute war regardless. So she's had a couple of rough beats, but if you're going to watch any woman's fight, this is one you're going to want to tune into. Right. There's actually some really, really, really high-quality women's fight on this card. So let me get into those here in just a minute. Uh, another one that I suggest you tune into, the return of Mickey Gall. Last time we saw him fight, uh, once again, I blanked on the, the name who he... Uh, oh, yeah, Mike Perry. Who, uh, Mike Perry, thank you. Platinum Perry. I always think Diamond. And I'm like, Diamond, no, Platinum. Platinum Perry. Uh, yeah, Mickey Gall. We haven't seen him since that fight. He's fighting Jordan Williams. That should be a slugfest. Uh, Gall coming in right now, plus 140. 45 dog to Williams minus 170 favorite. Uh, that's actually a nice little spot for Mickey Gall to be in. I think that's uh, the books not favoring him for having some time off. Uh, but I think he returns to dominant fashion. He was on a tear before he ran into Mike Perry. So I think uh, we see see him return to form, and that should be a really, really good fight. One that I am uh, have been looking to, forward to for a long time in the return of a fighter, another return, uh, Nasruddin Imovov. Have been waiting for him to come back for some time. Another one of those bad dudes that uh, just I can't get enough of him um in this division right now yeah they're in middleweight and he hasn't uh he hasn't got too many miles on the old tires yet hasn't fought for a little while so i am excited to see him get back and not to mention ian hennish is a very very good opponent uh i think this one should be an absolute slug fest from start to finish if it even goes all the way through three full rounds yeah hennish coming off of the loss to calvin gastelum so 
kind of dipping back down. So I'm uh, yeah, that's a good one. As you mentioned, Imovov coming yeah. off of a majority loss to Phil Hawes back in February. Other than that, he was on a six Same fight win. Yeah, six in a row before that. Yeah, he's fun to watch. It should be uh, a great scrap. These guys are both very, very similar to how they fight. Very, very similar. You will see Imovov be a lot taller, have a lot longer yeah. reach. That's going to play into his advantage for sure. But this still should be a scrap and a half. Another one I'm really looking forward to is Punale Soriano versus Brendan Allen. Brendan Allen has really took the UFC by storm over the course of the last year or so. Um, if you haven't heard his name, he's still still coming up, still going, but he's one of those guys that if he strings a few more wins together, I think that he can definitely be on the top sure. of the middleweight division, no question, and, and potentially even challenging Kamaru at some point in time. Right now, I don't think so, but at some point in time, most definitely. So that's one you should watch. Uh, Randy Costa versus Adrian Yanez. Uh, that should be an absolutely electric scrap to start the uh, main card. And then... Uh, news told you I was going to talk about it. Might as well talk about it right off the bat. The um, fight between, I do apologize, um, Aspen Ladd and Macy Chiasson. I think it was, maybe not Macy, it was uh, Chiasson. Uh, Chiasson has, I hope I'm also pronouncing that yeah, right. Yeah, Macy. Macy. Macy Chiasson. So yeah, she has a uh, undisclosed injury. They didn't say it just came out uh, this morning, I do believe. Uh, so that fight is off of the card. Or last night, I can't remember when I saw it. Either way, that fight's off the card. I was so excited to see Aspen Ladd return to the right. cage. We haven't seen her for a while. She's an absolutely electric factory. So hopefully we'll get to see her back sooner rather than later. But why I mentioned that, because the next fight up on the main card is one that you need to tune into and one that I'm going to be glued to the tube for. Miranda Maverick versus Macy Barber. And these are two of the youngest women in the UFC right now. Yep. They're younger than both of us. Right. And uh, they are on absolute tears, both of them. Now, Macy Barber coming off back-to-back -back losses. And she was supposed to be, she's the next, the the phenom. She's, she's the one. But Miranda Maverick is slowly showing how many tools she has in her tool belt. And I think this is all but Miranda Maverick's fight to lose. I think this is going to be a fight and a half. And every time Miranda Maverick steps in that cage, she means business and she puts on a show. So... She's also multi-talented. She plays the saxophone, I think. Hmm. She does all types of different stuff. Miranda Maverick is a, a stone-cold killer. So uh, I would probably say that's where I'm leaning. I'll let you know for sure, but definitely a fight you need to be watching. All right. Uh, to kind of wrap up the card, uh, Darren Elkins, Derek Minner, that should be a solid fight overall. Uh, one of the closer fights on the card as far as odd-wise goes. Uh, I think that that one will be a good scrap in and of itself. Uh, and then wrapping up the show, not too sure how I feel about Kyler Phillips. Kyler Phillips should perform pretty solidly. Uh, if he if that line goes above 300, I'm a little scared about it, especially with him facing Holly and Pava. Hallian's not too bad. A plus 230 dog is very, very intriguing uh, for him not uh, not having the worst record in the world. Is that so. just a big jump as far as kind of like next step? Like maybe a bigger step up than you would think? He's got yeah. a couple wins in a row. So Yeah, yeah, it's just a little bit more of a step. than And, and I think, honestly, um, as far as it goes with this, um, with Brendan Phillips, or uh, Kyle, what the, oh, goodness gracious, Kyler Phillips, I don't know what the heck just happened there, Um, he honestly has just been running through opponents, right. like nobody's Yeah, business. he's got four in a row, he's only yeah. got one professional loss. Yeah, so. so, I like how he's been fighting, It's the, there's only been two unanimous decisions, two stoppages via TKO, so I, I like him to remain dominant, I, I think I would, if I'm leaning somewhere, I might, but I'll break it down all here in a minute, but also... 
you can't miss the main event. Sanhagen versus Dillashaw, ladies and gentlemen. Goodness gracious. Should be a great fight. Uh, I think Sanhagen comes out on top. I've been watching a lot of the uh, interviews and stuff all week, and uh, I, I just think there's this is, once again, Sanhagen's fight to lose. So Yeah, I mean, uh, you know how I feel about it. I'm right there with you on this one. All right. With all that being said, let's, you know what? Everybody comes here. We know why you come here. Main card parlay. Let's get it. Let's just get this thing out of the way right off the jump. Huh? What do you say? So with that cancellation you mentioned, it's a five-fight main card starting with Yanez versus Costa. And here we go. All right. So for, let's see, Yanez and Costa. All right. Why, uh... Why are we not? Uh, why are we not seeing it here? What the heck's going on with uh, where you got it at? On I don't. See, I actually don't see it on Fanduel either. Yeah, but uh, uh, as far as ESPN is concerned, they list it as minus two thirty for Yanez, plus one ninety for Randy Costa. All right. Well, Yanez Costa. Uh, this one should be a great fight to start things off. As I was saying, Costa six and one in the UFC, and then Yanez thirteen and three right now. Both guys pretty doggone similar in stature, pretty similar in reach, everything as far as that goes. Now, where I think, and obviously it shows by the stats, but Costa's got a little bit of an advantage here on the feet. I think his striking is just a little bit more crispy. Um, he's got 7.88 significant strikes landed per minute with 49.03% accuracy on those shots. I think he stays real, real crisp and clean right to those numbers. I, uh, neither one of these guys really go to the ground whatsoever. And with, um, Costa having the decided, uh, feet, uh, the decided advantage on the feet. I'm going to lean his way here for the uh, first fight on the main card. Uh, going to be taking Randy no. Yes, going to be taking Randy Costa for the first fight on the main card. I like it. I, I like uh, it. Nice little plus money action. I like yeah, it. I think so. Uh, yeah, with Adrian and Nez, I didn't actually... <laughs> I'm just going based off of that, and I did not realize that those odds were that crazy. Um, that's why I kind of paused there seeing you. I was looking at DraftKings. That, think... The fight's not posted on DraftKings either. I'm not sure what's going on with that one. Yeah, because um, I think that's a setup and a half. Mm -hmm. Now that I look at it, I just literally talked about being over 200. So, yeah, I think Randy Costa is the move right there, ladies and gentlemen. I, uh, Yanez hasn't been bad at all in, in any form of the word. I mean, he's on a five-fight win streak, for crying out loud. But I, I don't know. There's just uh, there's something. Uh, he's only lost one. Yeah, and I mean, both of these guys are strikers. This is going to come down to it, and I think Randy Costa's got the edge. I think he's got the edge. Give me I the, like it. Give I me like the plus money, Paulie. I like the height advantage in this one, too, on top of it all. Give me the plus money, Paulie, all day long, Costa. That, I, from what I've seen from him so far, that's, that's yeah, that's where I'm going. All right, and for the second fight, Miranda Maverick versus Macy Barber. Gosh, Macy Barber was one of my favorite fighters for the longest time. Took those two rough losses, 11-2 um, for Maverick, 8-2 for Barber. Just based off what I've seen, not factoring any stats, anything into the equation, where these two girls are going right now, how they both have striking capabilities, and not to mention, I Miranda should have the advantage in this one. Oh, actually, wow, they're spot on. 5'3", 5'5", 65, 65, height mm -hmm. and reach. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, 
Uh, Miranda likes to push the pace, likes to get things done, where Macy just kind of, she waits for things to happen. So I, I got, yeah, I got to lean again, uh, Miranda Maverick here in this one. Yeah, I agree with you as well. Just the way Macy Barber, she doesn't quite, I mean, like Maverick, obviously they're very close in age, but Maverick appears to have, at least seemingly seems like she has more experience. Right. So uh, yeah, I'll be with you on that one as well. All right. So moving right along, Darren Elkins, Derek Minner. Now this one is uh, this one's probably the hardest one for me to call. Honestly, these guys are pretty similar paths in their careers right now. Pretty similarly ranked fighters. Pretty similarly statured fighters. So uh, right now, Minner's on a uh, four and four and one streak right now over his last five, and Elkins has lost four out of his last five. Mm-hmm. Elkins used to be a guy that you could really depend on. He was a stone cold killer early in his uh, career, and you know. <laughs> I just don't know that I trust him all too much here. I think that that plus 130 is just about right odds for him to be a dog. Um, Minner should take care of this, no problem. Might be a little bit of a sweat, and he might even have to take it to the judges' scorecards. Yeah. But uh, once again, I'm going to take Derek Minner here in the favorite spot, minus 155. Yeah, could be uh, interested to see what the odds on a submission are for this one. I mean, 22 of his 26 wins, it appears, are by submission. Uh, for Minner, that is. Derek Minner, yeah. So, hey. <laughs> so if you do also like that for a nice little Derek Minner by submission, you're getting plus 420 odds Ooh, on that. Baby. Thank you for uh, mentioning that, good sir. But at the same time, uh, Elkins has got five, obviously five out of 26 wins, but five and one by submission as well. So, hey, either way, this one might be a submission battle and it might just be back and forth all night long and go three rounds. Who knows? Only person that has submitted Elkins is Mr. Du Bronx, Charles oh, Oliveira. Oh, well, all the way back in 2010. Uh, meanwhile, not right. uh, it actually was in UFC. So, right. but hey, we'll see. All right, and moving right along, Kyler Phillips versus Howlian Paiva. Now. I don't know a whole bunch. We talked a little bit about this. Now, is this kind of like Paiva step up in competition? Right. I mean, I don't know. I forgot that he fought against Zuma, Zuma Gulov, yeah. um, and he he took care of him pretty solidly. It was a three-round fight, but he took care of him. He was never in, in any type of danger whatsoever. Um, Mark De La Rosa, I forgot he took care of him, but De La Rosa was on a three-fight losing streak at that point in time, so nothing crazy. Lost to Kaikara France and uh, Bontorin. Bontorin was a TKO, and then Kaikara France was that split decision. I remember that fight. Um, and then Nascimento, those are his last five. Three and two in his last five. I honestly, I might have to stick with my rule of you don't fade Brazilians. You know, Kyler Phillips has been good. He's on that four-fight win streak. But, you know, he's only got three fights in the UFC. They haven't been against anybody crazy. He fought Song Yadong his last fight, who is obviously a great fighter in and of his own right. But it went to a split decision or a unanimous decision. It, It was back and forth the whole time. He never really did anything that just completely impressed me. And I think this might be that Paiva. What uh, what were you thinking over there, partner, as I was talking there? Uh, I honestly don't know. Oh, I, you, I, lost I, thought you, I thought you put your finger up like you had Maybe. something. Uh, uh, sorry. Like when lost, I, me. Uh, lost me. Sorry. Okay. Either way, no problem whatsoever. Oh, no, sorry. You said, hey, I, of course, your rule of not fading Brazilians, but you typically give one per card, and he's the only Brazilian on the card. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, I do like Kyler Phillips a lot. Uh, just where where he's at you know it, this one's a tough one to call too just because of how high the odds are for kyler phillips being nine and one minus 280 going against howley and paiva with somebody who's 20 and three that many that much of a fight differential for experience 
you know, I think this might turn into a nine and two Kyler Phillips kind of kind of evening. I I don't know. I mean, I have faith in him, but I also at the same time, I just think Halle and Paiva is that the Brazilians are very dangerous at plus two hundred or more. That's true. Very very dangerous. And uh, you know what? I'm not scared of a little extra plus money. Not worried about it whatsoever. You want to fade me? Go right ahead. But hashtag don't fade Brazilians. We're taking Paiva for the fourth leg of the okay. main card parlay. All righty. And last but certainly not least, there is no thought needs to go into this one for you. I've been ranting and raving about it all damn week. Corey Sandhagen is going to be my You've been ranting final, and raving all damn month on all this damn one. Month. Yeah, Corey Sandhagen <laughs> is going to be my final. So without the Costa edition, quite possibly might there might be something going on where it might not be added ah, or, right, right, right. Or, or it might have been canceled or... Like I said, this is just too juicy of a dog yeah. to pass up on, and the books have to figure out how to bring it out properly uh-huh. so people will take the favorite. So without Costa, if you just go Maverick, Minner, Hiva, and Sanhagen, you get grand total odds on a four-legger of plus 1,222, so not bad at all. Shit, you're throwing Costa. It's got to be at least plus 2,000, I it's imagine. Gotta, it's got to be right around in that ballpark, I would say so. But um, also... You know, at minus 170, I'm interested in Mickey Gall, too, as a dog. So if it doesn't come out, another potential dog I'd be interested in would be Mickey Gall. I just think these lines are are kind of kind of kind of fishy here uh, for some of these underdogs. And, I, you know, I don't think Jordan Williams is minus 174 favorite over him for sure. One thing to consider about that, there's been a lot of buzz lately as far as uh, UFC handicapping that favorites are it's such an easy bet in the ufc so i think maybe the books might be trying to flip that script on us here yeah and you you want to tell me that uh a guy going up so mickey gall is two and three in his last five right so and he had a couple of rough unanimous decisions Uh no question about it and mike perry was an absolute scrap and a half then you're gonna come and tell me that Mr. Jordan Williams, who's nine and four in the UFC, fresh off of a loss against the guy who I just talked about, Nasruddin Imovov, and he is two two and one, had a draw. That's how unimpressive his fighting style is. You're telling me he's gonna come in here and do anything against Mickey Gall? I just I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. And I think Mickey Gall has a solid performance. So if you like that, you're getting plus uh, plus what I say. Uh, plus thousand plus three thousand one fifty two oh, wow. odds uh, if you add Wowza. that and and actually coast is a little bit higher of a dog than that so we're gonna have a little bit juicier odds Ooh. on the main card parlay so um as i always tell you make sure you follow me on the action network app i'll post the uh, full main card once those odds come out most likely tomorrow too uh once i'll post it uh, it doesn't appear that these are going to be popping off here yet but i got it written down ready to rock and roll the picks are selected no thoughts will be changed that's where i'm at that's my UFC main card parlay. Now, a couple other side ones. Uh, partner, if you found anything else, too, while you were kind of scrolling through there. Uh, Minner by submission, definitely uh, something you might want to take a look yeah. at. There, little side sprinkle uh, go along with some action there. Uh, Nasruddin Imovov, I do really like him to win this fight. Um, now... I'm not entirely sure that this one doesn't go to uh, to the judges' scorecard, right. and Hennish is actually favored um, in the fight. He's favored method of victory, obviously, too. I just don't think that Hennish is minus 168 coming off of that loss against Kelvin Gastelum. He really didn't impress me too much. That minus 170 to minus 180, it's just, it's not, especially in matchups like this, with how impressive uh, Imovov was against Jordan Williams in his last fight. I mean, he, he dominated the mess out of him. I wouldn't mind Imovov plus 330 by points. 
Um, I, I would probably stay away from anything else, but even with all on points, I'm not, uh, I'm not the biggest non-fan of it. No, all. I mean, my two favorites, I would say are going to be Imovov just straight up. Plus, uh, what were you seeing it on FanDuel? Uh, on points or, or just, just straight up? Just by money line, yeah. Plus 142. Plus 142. So yeah, that'll be one I'm taking. And then, uh, I'm going to be going with the minor by submission. Okay. Uh, and those will be my two favorites. And then I think I'll do, uh, something with Miranda Maverick as well. Might be some type of method, but I'm not sure on that one yet. Okay. And then obviously you got to have some main event props. I always like some main sure. event props. So, um, well, as far as the main main event, uh, any type of way you're leaning as far as how Mr. Sandhagen is going to finish uh, Dillashaw here to, uh, tomorrow night? Right where I was going. Okay. So let me get right on. Okay. <laughs> first things first, round props. What I really like, this is the most valuable. I, I don't think that a method of victory is going to be the most valuable because there's a couple ways that I see this fight ending. So round props. Sandhagen in one, two, or three. I don't see this going into the championship rounds. I just, I just don't. I just, I simply don't see this going into the championship rounds. Um, might be late in the third, but I just, I don't see this going into the championship round. So if you like Sandhagen in one, two, or three, you're getting that at plus 180 right now. Okay. So you have that, which I, I just think that's way too doggone good. Uh, one, two, or three at plus 180. And then, uh, as far as method of victory, now, KO, TKO would make the most logical sense, but the odds you're getting on that at plus 135, I just oh, don't no. think, I don't know, are necessarily the best odds. Mm. And, and then, uh, submission, I a long shot in the dark, maybe, who knows, that could happen too. That could possibly just be a quick, because he's say. long and very long and lanky compared to TJ, so it gets somehow winds up on the ground. I think that San Diego yeah. also has the advantage there. So. so, yeah, I think there's just too many ways for him to win to yeah, pick something like say, that, honestly. Just, yeah, there's just too, that's why I just kind of wanted to preface it like that, because there's just yeah. too many doggone options. So that I do like that one through three, though. Yeah, I definitely like the round that. props. Right about, and that plus 180, I, I just think that's that's great value yeah, there for one, definitely. two, or three. So, and I mean, you got three rounds you can play with there so right. we got the first half of the fight we just got to avoid the championship round so fine by me uh let's see if they have it uh yeah so ko tko for the fight to end by that way either fighter is at minus 180 right now and then um for the fight to go the distance yes is plus 220 no is minus 300 i think that's pretty doggone accurate um fight to start i don't know what that means fight to start round three so basically for it to go into the third round. But it's a weird way to preface it, but they fight to start round three. So they've gotta the bell's gotta or the you know, they gotta get going on round three. Timer's gotta start on round three. Oh, uh, okay. So it's basically over under two rounds. All right. Well, yeah, there's no value within that either right. way. I don't weird really way like to that all too it, much. Yeah. That's that's really <laughs> weird. I haven't seen that. Uh and then outside of that, I would say I do kind of like that third round. Uh, that is some solid value. So Sanhagen to win in round three is at plus 800 right now. That's not bad value whatsoever. You like a little side sprinkle on that. And then one thing that uh, I think might be a solid, solid look at. Um, 
No, I don't like it. No, nothing else really uh, of any solid value. So um, as far as any other side props that I will be likely hammering in, uh, I like Sandhagen in round three. That's plus 800. All right. So the four props that I really, really like off of this main card, uh, Derek Minter by submission plus 420. Imovov on points, which right now, I apologize. I didn't write that one down. Uh, where is Mr. Imovov? There he is. Uh, Imovov on points is at plus 330 right now and then Corey Sandhagen to win in round one two or three that's at plus 180 and then if you really like round three that's at plus 800 I'm going to be hammering in all four of those those have uh, some serious value on them uh, in my eyes so there you go good stuff there you have good it stuff ufc main card parlay fight night Sandhagen versus Dillashaw breakdown Props, side bets, everything in between. You just got it all. You literally just got it all. So we have, uh, typically when it's on UFC days, we typically, it takes a while to get all on through sure that. Does. So we're right about an hour and 25 right now. Uh, well, actually, hour and 30, right at an hour and 30, just to say that, hour and a half. So for the rest of the show, we'll spend about uh, 15 minutes or so, some rants and reactions here, discuss some uh, latest news, just quickly fly through it, give our hot stuff, then I'll uh, wrap it up with some motivation minutes. We'll get y'all on out of here before the clock strikes noon. That's a promise. So here we go. Quickly, partner, your phone, you're the man, you know what you do. Can you please update us on the 3M Open currently going on right now in the world of professional golf? So they are cooking along through round two right now. A little bit of a shakeup since we last checked in on this one. Obviously, we were halfway through, maybe not even yesterday. But today, we've got Mr. Bohog and Chaz Reavy at 10 under leading the pack. And both of those guys are still on the course. A lot of guys still on the course. Roger Sloan, 9 under. Uh, Jonathan Vegas at 8 under. And uh, Mr. Ricky Fowler has not teed off today quite yet, but he is sitting at seven under. So not a lot of big names here up at the top. Uh, Cam Tringale down to minus four. So, uh, yeah, not a lot of guys playing. Uh, at least the big names ain't playing too well. Your guy Louie has not teed off yet today. He is at three under after yesterday. <clears throat> uh, but my guys that I was talking up earlier on in the week, uh, haven't teed off yet. DJ sitting at one under, but, uh, as we've seen, and as I was saying yesterday, someone like that, even though, I mean, he's uh, actually, he's got to still play his way into the cut line, but he could have a monster day and get himself into contention because this course, uh, appears to be dropping some low scores. So, uh, my man Bubba was last I checked sitting at one over. He still is him and Tony Finau sitting at one over. Haven't teed off yet today. So, like I said, those guys could also have a nice day and get themselves still right into contention, or they could miss the cut altogether. Hopefully those guys can get in because we need some big names to keep uh, keep this tournament rolling, at least as far as a watchability standpoint uh, for the general public, that is. I'll probably still be checking in with it because... Uh, these uh these tournaments when the birdies are flying in uh the turn uh, the leaderboard gets shaken up and it is uh, pretty damn fun to watch so uh not too uh not too sure who a few of these guys at the top of the board are but uh you know I'm rooting for Slick Rick my man he uh he's been struggling lately so I'm hoping he can get back into the uh into the winner's circle because I don't know the last time it's been but it's been a while man yeah it definitely has been. 
Uh, not a whole lot of opinions, not a whole lot going on. I didn't smash in anything too crazy on this one. Uh, didn't have any real stone cold solid opinions for the 3M. I thought it was kind of up in the air. Had Louis yesterday to lead after round one. Obviously did not happen. Right. Ricky Fowler uh, leading still seven under. Hasn't teed off yet. We'll see what happens if Slick Rick can keep it going. But uh, neither here nor there. There's your 3M update. Do you have any odds right now for current leaders? Top five. Hit him with it. Uh, Chaz Reavy plus 470. He's the uh, odds on favor right now. Slick. Like Rick, 750 plus 750. Jonathan Vegas and Bo Hogg. Hogue, not sure how to pronounce that, but it's plus 1,000. And then Tony Merritt plus 1,400. And Louis Ustazen plus 1,600. There you have it. The 3M update for today, July 23rd, 2021. The second round of that PGA tournament. Moving right along quickly back into the world of MMA. Should have mentioned it first, but hey, we got BKFC 19 going on tonight. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship 19. Uh, cannot wait. I've been talking about it all week long and actually for a little bit while longer than a week because um, I actually don't know if his name is new, mate. I don't know. I don't know what his name actually is. Kane something is the TikToker that's fighting Blueface. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been talking about. I thought this was that's was going to be the fight to just kind of make this BKFC card kind of go, kind of yep. run. Oh, no, no. There's a much, much bigger fight that's headlining this card. And as I was perusing through BKFC's website last night, I just so happened to find out who it was. Paige Van Zant, PVZ is taking on Rachel Ostovich for the main event of the night. Now, I know you didn't know this, and you guys might not know this either, but this is a rematch. And this is not a rematch that just happened recently with the BKFC being so new. This fight already happened in the UFC. Right. January 19th of 2019, this fight happened. Back for the Sehudo and... TJ Dillashaw huh. bantamweight title fight. Very interesting, if I do say so myself, how this whole world just kind of circles <laughs> right back into itself. But that should be a hell of a scrap. I was watching the weigh-ins last night. Uh, looks like there's going to be some good, good fights on this card. Um, not sure what it is. I, I know you can get it on Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. It's one of those that you uh, can't get elsewhere, if you know what I'm saying. I haven't been at least able to find it. I just don't think it has enough of a fan base yet to be able for somebody to even care to do that. Um, but... You can find it on BKFC's website. It's just bareknucklefightingchampionship.com, and uh, I'm not sure how much it is. I tried to order it last night to see just what it would be, and they didn't even have They just huh. said not available. I'm like, okay, well, then obviously you don't want people to buy your stuff. So <laughs> see you later, alligator. But there you go. There you have it. If you are interested, I suggest you check it out because it should be a wild night of fights. And if you haven't watched a BKFC card, it is unlike anything else you've ever watched. It's not, uh, it's not UFC. It's not boxing. It's not Muay Thai. It's... it's it's a whole beast in and of itself. So there you go with that. Now, the the biggest news of anything has been the world of NFL. Now, if I do say so myself, I'm getting rather damn excited for the season. Yeah, no kidding. You think so? It's right on around the corner. All right. So with that being said, all right, Nick Saban, all right, with that being said, <laughs> what? Um, we got some stuff we got to talk about. Mm -hmm. First things first, the Shield, the National Football League, has said that this season, if there is an outbreak of the Rona, 
in an organization and those players are found to be unvaccinated and that team has to miss the game due to those issues, there will be a loss added on to their record and it will be a forfeit, no questions asked. Now, with that being said, some of the biggest stars in the league have taken up a little bit of an issue with this, namely one of the biggest stars in the league, and one I suggest the Shield figures out a way to not piss off. DeAndre Hopkins comes out yesterday, the nuke, and says, being forced into, uh, paraphrasing, being forced into uh, taking this vaccine and putting putting myself in a position that I don't want to be into just to have to play the sport I love is making me question my future in the NFL. Partner, do we see DeAndre Nuke Hopkins in the NFL this season? Will he be forced into getting the vaccine? Or is this just a whole lot of hoopla as is always in the NFL? I honestly don't know. I'm not sure if uh, if he. I mean, he's obviously got some truth to what he's saying. I'm not sure if he's you know trying to make a stand to make them change, or maybe he actually might go through with this. I'm not sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but as far as like, the NFL could be doing the same thing, maybe they won't actually go that far. Maybe they're just trying to you know ruffle a few feathers. I don't know, man. I could also see this being a whole. Uh, I honestly don't know when the next CBA is up, but uh, they might be trying to break up the players amongst themselves, which yep. it appears that they clearly are. Yep. So, I mean, we typically don't like to dive into these issues too much. So, I mean, we don't want to speculate ourselves, but no good. Could be could be some bullshit on the horizon. Yeah, definitely could be. Uh, hopefully not. We won't. Uh, like you said, partner. I don't like to. This is not my world. I don't like to stick around in this world uh, with that stuff. But it is the NFL. It is happening. DeAndre Hopkins did tweet that out yesterday, and uh, it's quite concerning for mm-hmm. one of the biggest stars in the NFL to be saying something like that. And uh, I don't think this should be an issue. Uh, speaking of major stars mm-hmm. in the NFL. One that we actually didn't get to see all too much of last season. Correct. And one that I was very excited to see back and one that the New Orleans Saints needed at the wide receiver position to start mm-hmm. their season to get started off hot. And if you had not heard, breaking here first live on the TTL pod, Michael Thomas will miss the beginning half of the 2021 NFL season for the New Orleans Saints due to a repair surgery and some tendons in his ankle. Right. So he is out so for the foreseeable future. Uh, four months recovery is what they are putting on the timetable. So you got August, September, October, November. Um, you know, maybe by the time he gets worked back up maximum, he's back rocking and rolling by the beginning of December. Who knows? Massive, massive hit for the Saints to start their season. I haven't dove too deep into them. I'm not sure if they acquired anybody via free agency. They lost some guys. And I'm pretty sure via draft they picked somebody up, but I'll have to look back into that. But, I mean, the big thing that I've got question marks on is that he waited until June to do this. Maybe he didn't know about this. I don't know. But it seems like he – I don't know if it was – because he had some issues. Not so much – obviously he had some injury issues, but he also had some, you know – I don't remember if it was locker room issues or front office issues but uh he didn't appear to be super pumped to still be in new orleans last year so i don't know what if this was a unintentional move intentional move to try and sit out a few games and not have to be with the boys but uh seems like if you knew about this you probably could have taken care of this back in uh you know 
March, April, and then be ready to go by July, August. I don't know. I'm not going to, obviously, I, I keep saying I'm not going to speculate after I just That is our job. <laughs> Quit saying you're not going to speculate. Our job I is to speculate and give okay. hot takes and say what others fucking can't say. You're right. So say what you want. That's what I said. So All I right. am speculating. So that could be, have done it sooner. And that being said, my side of the coin on that to that argument, hey, he's a dog. He's a grinder. He's a baller. He wanted to try and push it as far as he possibly could, wanted to get into the season, went to run, went to test it, got to OTA, said, oh, hell no, Mike. You ain't doing this mm, dumb shit. That's fair, too. At this point, we need to set you out for at least this time, whatever. But I do like where your head's at with potentially that Mikey Mike doesn't want to sit out because, as you did mention, there were a bit of locker room right. problems with some practice fights between him and some uh, cornerbacks on the defense so hey i don't know maybe thomas is trying to sit out maybe he got this done on purpose maybe he's not trying to be a part of the foreseen dumpster fire that's coming from the new orleans saints this year little uh doesn't like what he sees from james squinston non-squinston who knows has no faith in Taysom hill i don't know quite possibly though quite possibly though man that's a big hit if he's out it's yeah, a big he hit. Is out, He's so. out for a foreseeable future, so uh, we'll see what happens. Speaking of uh, out for foreseeable future, Michael, uh-oh, breaking drop it news. down. Breaking, 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 breaking. news. Different league here, but uh, we're probably going to have a handful of these the next week here, partner, but uh, MLB trade on the oh, horizon uh, here. Well, we can save all of that. Save it? Yeah, save it, because right, we got yeah. some really good right, MLB right, stuff right. to get into. Okay. We're hot, okay. juicy okay. in the okay. NFL, so I save it for that. All right, so sticking with the NFL real quick, nothing breaking with the NFL. Uh, speaking of being out for the foreseeable future, Michael Kendricks, linebacker, um, wildest thing ever, got involved in an insider trading case. And has caught one day in jail and three years probation due to said case. Didn't read all too much into it. Nothing crazy into it. Oh, the old dog. Wow. You saw me there. You saw me there. Wow. You guys are <laughs> going to like this. One, you guys are going to like this for the MLB. Make sure you stick around. We'll get into that right after the NFL. But. Michael Kendrick's going to be out. I thought that was just wild. I wanted to mention that insider trading. Uh, I'm going to look into that some more, maybe write about it. I have no idea what in the world, yeah, but uh, this. some insider trading from an NFL player uh, getting caught up. Who knows? Um, we need to also send our T's and P's uh, to the family of Greg Knapp. Uh, he was uh, the coach of the assistant coach of. Ooh, oh boy. I shouldn't be blanking like this. I, I want to say Philadelphia, but I've, I've been in communication with some some people in Philadelphia for some other stuff, totally non-related, whatever, so that might be fresh on my mind. Either way, um, he, he played seven NFL seasons mm-hmm. and um, coached for a few... He was few, with the Jets. With, with the Jets, okay. So it's not even close, yeah, but not close. Uh, either way, I was saying, well, green. Either way, T's and P's uh, to the late, great Greg Knapp. Um, if you don't know the story, I, I won't spend too much time talking about it. It's, it's a pretty pretty sad story how it all unfolded, but uh, passed away late yesterday. So uh, quick moment of silence. Mm-hmm. All right, moving right along. Thank you uh, for all those of you joining that as well. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, we officially have a report to training camp. The report we have all been waiting for, anticipating, debating. 
Stephon Gilmore has reported to training camp for the New England Patriots. I got your happy ass. Aaron Rodgers ain't said shit yet. Uh, but Stephon Gilmore has reported. So apparently, even though he put his house up on the market, uh, he just wanted a nicer, newer, bigger one. And sure. uh, he's sticking around with old Billy and the boys here for another run at it. Uh, he probably sat back and said, wow, uh, Belichick is cutting checks, writing everyone he possibly can to retool his defense for this 2021 season. I'm going to stick on around. I like what old Billy's got to say. Let me do it. So Stephon Gilmore has officially reported to Patriots offseason minicamp. I like it, my man. I've been uh, beating the Patriots drum all offseason. I'm going to have a Patriots blog coming here possibly this upcoming week because I've been beating their drum. And uh, as he mentioned, Mr. Bill Belichick has been cutting checks. And I think they get, uh, I'm not saying back to glory, but uh, back to uh, very, very respectable stature. Yes, very much so. So, that does it for the NFL. I'm looking forward to your analysis on the Patriots. Moving right along, same sport, a little bit lesser degree. Before we get to the MLB, hang tight. College football, NCAAF. We told you that Oklahoma and Texas were interested in moving to the SEC, leaving the Big 12, the storied franchise, saying goodbye to the Red Red River rivalry showdown. And moving on into that SEC for a super conference. Well, folks, it's a little bit closer or may have already been a little bit closer and they just hadn't said anything yet than we all knew about. There happened to be a Big 12 call yesterday with the league, league officials, CEOs, ADs, admins, everything in between. Right. You want to know who wasn't present on that phone call for the Big 12? Who's that? OU and TU, my uh, friend. Texas and Oklahoma were not on that call. And if I do so vaguely remember, before we started this show, you said you had a little additional information as to uh, that might be just a little bit closer than we believe. Yeah, I mean, that basically what you said, it's not official yet, but it sounds like it uh, could be official uh, within the next few weeks here. Yeah, so we might be seeing a super conference come this NCAA football season. Hopefully so. That. Hey, that would be electric from what yeah, I'm and I mean, and Those to, two teams entering the SEC, and I think so, sure, because sure. I think that this is also a move for Texas and Oklahoma to get a level up in competition, mm-hmm. get some more money in the door, get some higher recruiting availability. Right. This is all this is all a move for the betterment of football programs for the both of them. Right. Like it does hurt their chances as far as getting into the college football sure. playoff Hell is concerned yeah. because they can both I mean, Oklahoma has been running through the Big Twelve, but I mean, A, it does appear that we're gonna be expanding, so that uh, you know, the possibilities increase. But as you mentioned, competition's gonna go up and the recruiting classes should go up. And the other thing is is that, you know, in a different situation, you could say, like, oh, maybe this is just a power play. They're trying to, you know, flex their muscles, get something they want. But there's not really anything that the Big 12 can give them in this case. Right. I mean, not at all. Right. And, then you know, they're, they stand to, especially with the NIL deals, they stand to make more money. Uh, their players, recruiting their players, stand to make more money. So, yeah, I'm uh, interested to see what happens with the Big 12, if they add, if those teams uh, jump ship as well. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, I would hate to see the Big 12 completely disband because it's got a you know storied history. But uh, a lot of that story has been these two. So It know, might man. be going bye-bye, ladies and gentlemen, but we will uh, we'll let you know whenever we'll it does a happen over here or what the happens Big Ten. or whatever the case <laughs> might be. Yeah, like we're going to get anybody in the Big Ten. We'll see what happens. Who knows if uh, if they'll transfer anybody over here that, and then watch they all come in and just run the table of the Big Ten. Wouldn't that just be the, nah. uh, the cherry on top of the cake? Well, that does it for football. Uh, going to still tease you just a quick bit. Uh, not We'll wrap up today's Ransom Reactions with the MLB. 
the NHL ice real quickly. It has been announced officially. I told you a few weeks back, Shea Weber's 2021-22-23 season was up in the air. It was in question. He's had some serious injuries, lingering issues, and it is now official. Shea Weber will be missing the next NHL regular season, and his career entirety is in question. He may be done in the NHL for the foreseeable future. Nothing uh, is officially come out for that as of yet, but he is out for the next season. Hate to see that for the Habs. Right. He was a solid, solid defensive piece for them. So the Habs are going to have to do a little bit of retooling. You better believe I'm going to be still beating the drum high and low, and hopefully we see another uh, Stanley Cup Finals repeat performance, but uh, have to wait for a while until that happens again. I'm, so uh, yeah, not sure where we go from here for the Canadians. No idea. We'll see what happens, but that is the latest and greatest. Uh, Seattle Kraken now an official team. That is pretty cool to see all of those guys getting out yeah. and about in the community and uh, excited to be able to bet on that team selfishly uh, being in the industry, but uh, also watch the team and uh, see them grow. I saw last night at one point uh, someone tweeted out that the uh, so far the highest bet team to win next year's Stanley Cup is the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, that's it. That's a whole load of horseshit. Yeah, I'm not telling just... you to back the Kraken. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> interesting, but definitely don't yeah, do that. Definitely, definitely don't, don't do, that. do that. We have no idea what they're going to be as of yet. All right, there is the NHL. Now let's really wrap it up, finish this off with the game so beautiful. It has to be played on diamonds. Major League Baseball. Partner, breaking, breaking, breaking. You had it here, sir. Who has been traded? Interesting stuff going on here, my friend. Team that added a big bat yesterday is uh, making a move to send their starter, Rich Hill. The Tampa Bay Rays are trading Rich Hill to the New York Mets. I do not know. Actually, here we go. Jeff Passon's Twitter. Uh, reliever Tommy Hunter and double-A catcher Matt Dyer are headed back to the Rays. So that's interesting. Mets, uh, interesting move by the Rays. I mean, they're... Uh, Rich Hill's kind of been a little uh, little all over the place, and uh, the Mets just need a little bit of depth there. More and, even uh, interesting move by the Mets. Why the hell do the Mets want to add that to that star-studded rotation? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying a... Rich Hill has been bad, but I'm not saying that Rich Hill has been good at all. Interesting move. Very interesting move. Very interesting move. move. I don't Holy even know cow. what to make of that. Goodness yeah, gracious. That's, uh, that's not one that I would have anticipated before the trade deadline here coming up on the 30th, so... Hey, it's slashing season. You see, it's uh, it's starting to happen. You saw Nelson Cruz happen yesterday. Uh, yesterday afternoon, we put that one out. Um, now they're the Rays are making even more moves. So apparently, the Rays are going to be extremely active here before the trade so. deadline. Uh, they're trying to make a move. And uh, Kevin Cash, he said, "Hey boys, we're trying to go back. We're trying to uh, win us another pennant, win us another title here." So hey, I can't blame him. They got a star-studded lineup, and if they can fill a couple of holes, I think we could see the Tampa Bay Rays in the World Series yet again. It's very possible, man. I mean, I saw some people in White Sox Twitter being pumped that Nelson Cruz is out of our division. He's only he was only scheduled to be there, signed on for this year. The Sox have first of all, the Sox have three games against the Twins three games against the Rays this regular season, and then he could have been out of there anyways. There's a, just as solid of a chance that we see the Tampa Bay Rays in the postseason. So I am honestly not, as far as a White Sox fan, and not you know, shaking my hand in the air in excitement that he's out of the division because this could actually come back to bite us. Right in the tush. Oh, yeah, man. And, right uh, in the tush. You know, he could just as easily say, hey, 
I'll just sign back with Minnesota after this year anyways. Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, we'll see what happens there, but I think there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. Not I think I know there's going to yeah. be a lot of stuff happening over the course of the next few days here. So now there you, have, you go. You have to imagine uh, the rest of the ALE thing could just be sitting pat with the uh, Rays making that big move. I would not imagine they would do so. Not too many front office execs see stuff like this happening and say, ah, yeah, we'll just let the Rays do what mm-hmm. they got to do. So should be quite interesting to see what's happening with the rest of those teams in the AL East. Uh, I told you at the top of the show that we have a new team now in the MLB. Uh, the long uh, movies have been made of this team. Things have been said about this team here lately. There's whole new opinions about this team. Well, now you can't call them the Cleveland they are now the Cleveland Guardians. We are no longer calling them that. It has been officially changed. I guess uh, we couldn't just do this right here at the beginning of the season. Technically, it's starting the after the season. season, but why not just wait till after the season? Uh, I don't know, but... I mean, uh, either way, um, yeah, If you, in case you're looking at some lines, looking at something, we now have the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, they came up with a team name faster than WFT has been able to, so quite interesting. Uh, rumor mill has it that <laughs> yeah. WFT is going to have some uh, Washington football team is going to have a new name here very soon. But I think they said after this next year. So. Yeah, they still can't come up with it because, I mean, it is something you're stuck with forever. It's not just something, oh, we'll change it next year. Like, I kind of like, honestly, Cleveland honestly, Guardians is garbage. I, I kind of like that it's move garbage. because people are going to be hating on Cleveland Guardians like that, whereas the Washington football team is just like, hey, we're going to be the football team for a couple of years. You know, you get away from our old name a little bit before we uh, hammer home a new one, and uh, maybe you'll hate our new name a little bit less. Whereas you go like this for the uh, Cleveland uh, action here. Because the Guardians are- suck. The Guardians yeah, I don't like is that awful. name. They that, could have done better. That's an awful MLB there's so team. Many, there's that's, so many names that, that they and, could have done and, that would have been better. And, and that's that's like that's like a double A. That's like a corn feeder uh-huh. system team name. Uh-huh. That's not an MLB team name. That's just that's not right. I I don't know. I mean, you're telling me you couldn't have come up with any other type of animal or any other type of Something maybe long, let's pay I mean, respect the rock and roll to a hit. tribe, to a Native American tribe, instead of just calling them Indians. Maybe we just actually come up with a, a team name in that. I mean, I imagine they're probably not going to go right back to that. But probably uh, wouldn't either. <laughs> maybe not the best idea now no, that I talk no, my way yeah, through no. that. I would say, I mean, hey, why not something with the Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame? Because that's uh, one of their bigger landmarks. The Cleveland. The Cleveland Sticks. Done. Hey, easy on my laptop here, guy. <laughs> The Cleveland Rocks? I don't know, man. The Cleveland Sticks and a 0.2-ounce pen. The Cleveland EBR. Drums? Hey. That, that fucking dinosaur, too, that hey, thing fuck weighs you, man. 700 fucking pounds. That thing yeah, you're take, right. That thing, that thing will run through a fucking brick wall. You better worry about your pen. Well, that's you what I'm worry saying. About your pen. That thing will run through a brick wall. What are you talking about? <laughs> But uh, hey, Cleveland sticks. That's uh, I, I don't, don't like that. I don't like Cleveland. That I don't know where stick? Yeah. you don't like the Cleveland. I like Cleveland stick? drums better. The Cleveland drums. The Cleveland drums. That has <laughs> zero. Zero ring. Uh, Drumsticks. We hit with a stick. We're sending them over the wall. The Cleveland sticks. Are you kidding me? Fiddlesticks. Oh, that's top notch. And you got two two mean looking (laughs) drumsticks crossed right on the front here. Hey, Cleveland, hit me up. I got this. No problem. Well, we'll get you guys fixed. No problem at all. Maybe the Cleveland strings. See, nah, that's no good. I I like that better. No good. I like that better. I don't know. The strings. Strings has nothing to do with the baseball. But then. Again, what do the Cubs have to do with baseball? So yeah, that, I mean that's yeah. <laughs> Maybe the strings. The strings ain't bad. Cleveland strings. Sure. Who knows? I like that. Uh, yeah, the Cleveland stars. Like yeah, the Cleveland strings ain't bad. Cleveland, like Cle- Cleveland stars. I don't know. Hey, well, maybe one day we'll be making team names for the MLB. Who knows? But it is now the Cleveland Guardians. 
Uh, other little bit of news. We talked about it yesterday. It's actually plastered all over the place on our social media and uh, on our uh, website. Yerman Mercedes retired from the game of baseball uh, two days ago, was done, was over with, and uh, quickly He's unretired back, and is <laughs> back, back in the game of baseball yesterday. Uh, was in full uniform, was on the field, and was good to go. So, you know, uh, other people have said it, but needless to say, we've all woke up, rolled out of bed in the morning, uh, said, fuck our job, fuck our life, we don't want to be here, we're done with this shit, and uh, said it's all over. Some of us take it to social media, some of us don't, some of us just sack up and go right back into work. Well, it just took one night's sleep for Yerman to do so, and now he is back at the office. Yeah, speculate for a minute. I have to imagine he probably saw all the outpouring of love that he got from not only his fans, his family, everything like that. Realize that he's probably, uh, you know, in the right profession because uh, he's a lovable guy, man, when he's having some fun. He was having fun at the beginning of the season, so I hope he get back there because uh, having some goofy mic issues. But uh, Yeah, you're, uh, is your foot on that at all? No. All right. We power through. We're almost done. Yeah, I hope you guys don't hear that. Uh, if not, there's a little something, something being picked up, something going on here. I don't know what the hell's being picked up, but hopefully you're not uh, hearing that at all. Uh, moving right along, maybe we'll turn down the uh, the old action like that a little bit. I have no idea what's picking that up. Uh, either way, that's annoying as shit. Uh, if this didn't happen recently or if it happened a little bit while ago, uh, and you're dancing over here to this shit going. So mu- oh. We got some white noise. It, it's not. It's not music. It's like. It's like. I don't know what that is. That is terrible. Kind of thick beat. Oh my god. Yeah. It's like scrambled radio waves, <laughs> and you're talking about a sick beat. Uh, Yasiel Puig gets hit by a pitch, and it starts an all-out brawl in the Mexico League. My partner thought this was a little while ago, but I just saw it posted from John Boy Media, so I'm not sure if it was or not. However, Yasiel Puig causing problems in the Mexico League. Absolutely bizarre. Yeah, not quite a surprise, this guy. Uh, Yasiel, he was a fan favorite at times and also a uh, fan least favorite. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. He's a, uh, fiery guy to say the least. So, uh, yeah, who knows, man? Who knows? We'll see what happens. Oh, and there it goes. It is gone. All right. Hot dog. Goodness fucking gracious. That was annoying. Whatever the heck that was. All right. Back in action. Yasiel Puig, who knows? He's starting fights, getting hit by pitches. Uh, he's never been a big, huge fan, uh, or anybody's ever been a huge fan of him in the MLB. Obviously, now why he's playing in the MLB any longer. Right. So there you go. There you have it. Uh, we talked about the Urim, talked about Nelson Cruz. Uh, quick other final pit stop. I talked about it yesterday. Kenley Jensen blowing a save two nights ago and uh, had some strong opinions. Maybe it's time for uh, Kenley Jensen to start finding another career path, maybe decide to get the hell out of L.A., maybe uh, just in general start start thinking about the way he's doing things here recently. Uh, partner said, whoa, 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 relax. Don't jump off the edge. He's just having a little bit of an issue here. It's no problem whatsoever. Well, his manager, Dave Roberts, brings him, summons him out of the bullpen again last night with a ninth inning lead. And uh, once again, Kenley Jensen surrenders the save and gives up the Dodgers victory. Uh, and back-to-back nights, Dave Roberts gets tossed from the game. Uh, partner, anything differently we're thinking here about Kenley Jensen? And the hey, whole entire Dodgers organization You'll right now. double down on Jansen. I'll double down on, hey, this is a marathon. Sometimes at a point in a marathon, you trip over your shoelaces, you spill your water, you, you, know, you lose your, your racing bib, what have you. <laughs> 
He's just having a little bump in the road. It's uh, you lose your racing bib. <laughs> you lose your racing bib. You know, you ever yeah, just, man. Ever just you know, get into a sentence and just <laughs> get me the fuck out no, of here. No, no, I said exactly what I want to said. Well, yeah, okay, now I'm losing it. Now I'm losing it. But no, I I'll still defend Mr. Jansen. He's uh, I mean, look back, look back a month or so ago, we were saying the same shit about our oldest Chapman. He's uh, and he, he still sucks. No, he's on the right trend upwards. So uh, yeah, you said that about Kenta Maeda yesterday too. <sighs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. He was good for fucking four innings. He was talk. good the whole I night. Talk he was good right. the whole night. It was just one daggum pitch that he let go. Bunch of... <laughs> <laughs> All right, this show's off the doggone tracks. It's time to wrap things up here. A uh, couple Ooh, of... Actually, cool, uh, cool notification that I just got. MLB testing electronic Quickly. pitch calling. Oh, so... New the... technology allows catchers to signal pitchers via wristband in hopes of speeding up game. So the... Oh, this might... Be totally different than robot umps. This might actually be like, sign like as far as pitchers and catchers signs are concerned. Yeah, we'll discuss this. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll look into, into this more. and we'll see what that is. So that is way too much than uh, what we were anticipating that was. So that does it for today's. Thought rants it was going to be robot umps. reactions. Today's rants and reactions. Couple of quick. Uh, did you know? Did you were you were you around when? Have you heard of? <laughs> Uh, today, a couple of national holidays today are uh, gracing our presence. First things first, if you are watching Grammy P, GP, the wonderful, amazing, beautiful birthday girl from uh, last Tuesday, happy birthday, uh, celebrating the old birthday this weekend. Happy birthday. Why do I mention all of this? It is National Gorgeous Grandma Day. So happy National Gorgeous Grandma Day to all you beautiful grandmas out there who are some degenerate gambling pals of the TTL crew. Happy birthday to your grandma and happy Gorgeous Grandma Day to all the grandmas. All you out there. It is also, for me to you, Happy National Vanilla Ice Cream Day, Ooh, Vanilla baby. Ice Cream Day nationally here in the U.S. of A. So, hey, go find yourself a bowl of some good frozen custard that they like to call the cream. You scream, I scream, we all scream for the cream. National Vanilla Ice Cream Day. And, oh, hey, you mentioned to me as you walked in the studio here today, said, damn, we got a little bit of a heat wave coming this week. I think that Americans before, or weekend, rather, I think Americans before us have said that multiple times right around this time of the year. Mm, Because it is also, hey, hot enough for you? Day. (laughs) Is that actually true? It is national (laughs) hot enough for you? Day. So apparently this is a day when a lot of Americans tend to see that heat wave, yeah, no kidding, look at man. each other, and how many times have you had that same conversation? Hot enough out here for you? Well, it's the national day for yeah, it. So you have no kidding. hot enough out here for you day, you have vanilla ice cream day, and you have gorgeous grandma day all on one day of the calendar here in the u.s of a what an amazing country to live in that we can have days that celebrate those things yeah i love when uh there's like five different solid days all mixed into one like completely coincidental i don't know what it is but uh yeah hot enough for you no kidding no kidding no kidding but you excuse me you know about it 
quick reminder, make sure you hit the link tree. Make sure you check out the Talking the Line website. Make sure you check out our partners. Make sure you check out our additional content, everything like that. Follow us on the action app at cash underscore with underscore Colt at RMAGS, all caps. And then you can get our best bets of the day from every single pod at Talking the Line on the Action Network app. Please make sure you stop by the website. Uh, so much cool stuff for you guys to check out there if you have not yet already. Make sure, as always, hit the subscribe button. Do all that good stuff. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating uh seriously we cannot tell you guys how much we appreciate it and and really it it only helps us make this bigger and better for each and every one of you and helps us keep producing better and better and better content for your enjoyment with all that being said that's about all i got so partner anything burning on the brain melting on the heart festering on the soul you have been dying to get off the chest since we started episode number 87 on this beautiful july 23rd 2021 my friend, we've got some more New Era hat saga coming our way here. The uh, the boys and gals and whoever it is over there at New Era, they've uh, they've heard the outcries of, hey, we get too many bells and whistles on some of these hats. We get it. They're ugly. Okay, you don't like them. Should, do we, we just, you know, simplify it a little bit? Now the new hats they've dropped, instead of adding bells and whistles, they said, hey, we're just going to flip upside down all these 30 team's logos just to flip upside down and now we got some up to upside down logo hats <laughs> it is fucking disgusting i want to show you the orioles logo because that is the worst one it looks like a hipster ass hairdo i mean your cubs one some of them they're symmetrical so the cubs one is just a backwards c it is I guess I would say I hate the other but if ones it's upside more. Down, how it would be backwards? What is so that one? So that one I'm saying. That, what is that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Quickly, just just without any copyright. If you can see that, you can't really see that. That's that's the Baltimore Orioles logo. It looks upside like upside down. So it yeah, not like all. Some of them are flipped sideways since they're symmetrical, like your Cubs one. Um, yeah, it's brutal, man. I mean, look at that St. Louis Cardinals one. What, that is so the Cardinals, ugly. The Cardinals looks like a backwards <laughs> gamma, an S, and a pitchfork all rolled into one. Oh, it's bad. Uh, the San Francisco, Tampa Bay, the Angels one, I guess, is okay. I haven't seen my White Sox one. Just an upside-down P. How about that? This Good has to be a joke. Grief. It's not a joke, friend. It's not a joke. They said, hey, you don't like all these bells and whistles. We're trying to still get an innovative hat here, and we're just going to flip upside down this damn logo. And the whole crowd, the New Era marketing crowd, cheered with joy. This is it. We've got the hat. Oh, my God. So bad. as I always say, ladies and gentlemen, there was a group of human beings that were sitting around a table at New Era headquarters. And one of those human beings looked at around at the other human beings and said, oh, hey, 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 I got it. Grab, whoa, whoa, whoa. Grab the expo marker, go to the board right now. Hold on. I got it. All right, Jeff, lay it on us. What's the deal here, pal? <laughs> we take the logos. Wait, wait, we take the logos. Hold on, hold on. We take the logos. And instead of adding all this stuff, we just flip them. Everybody lost their mind. That's the one. That's the one. Let's roll it out. There was a group of human beings that thought that this was a good idea to release to the general public. Now, whatever that group of human beings was, might want to take a look in the mirror and seriously suggest in questioning their life choices and the direction that their lives are headed. I'm not exactly all too sure 
what school you went to to come up with innovative ideas like this, but they too also might want to get their heads checked and see how credited their certification is. Not only that, but they said, Why are you hey, rolling your eyes at me? I know. <laughs> I thought you rolled oh, no, your eyes no, at me. No, 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 what do no. you got? Gosh, no, I was not rolling your eyes. Right, we are right on the same line on this one. They also said, hey, on top of this, we can throw some throwback hats in there. The old Marlins logo, the old Diamondbacks colors. Everyone loves those. <laughs> yeah, right. They made them so much worse, dude. <laughs> Just give us the old fucking hat. They Just give us the they old made, hat. Uh, so they made the D-backs one purple go over yeah, the yeah. other one. Get the old D-bags hat. So it's, it's a V. Just, it's just a V. It's a V. It's a, it's a blue V. It's a blue V on a purple on hat. A purple hat. I, I love those logos and those hats. And I'm not the normal, but just, just fucking give us the normal uh, ones, man. I don't know about all of those, my friend. That Cardinals yeah. one is brutal. That Orioles one is brutal. Yeah. I haven't seen all of them, but they are bad, bad, bad. Like I said, I... Would probably buy those. There's an actual website for these. Yeah, this I is would actually probably. It's a fucking sold out. Who the fuck? So people are obviously into these. Sa s s comma v with a bunch of squiggly lines through it. Sa. I don't. Uh, I. Oh gosh. I, I don't know. I don't know where that's coming from. No idea why in the hell that was anybody's mm. uh, idea. But you heard it here first on the TTL pod. And forever, partner, I'm grateful for your sidebars uh, because you never cease to amaze me with information like this. And this group of human beings has yet again. They're the, on a roll, The man. new era group of human beings has officially. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that an Expos colored hat? Is that the national? I don't know what. No, nah, I think this is different. This is different. I don't know what that okay, is. Okay, so that's nothing. All right. Well, either way, new era's new cap idea, upside down logos. You heard it here first. Oh, boy. On the TTO pod. All right. Well, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. All of the ransom reactions. Mm -hmm. You know what the national days of the day are. Armax has delivered his sidebar in stunning fashion, as always. The second half of the show is officially wrapped. It's time to wrap up all of episode 87. We've kept you here way longer than we needed to, way longer than we typically do. Get windy on UFC Fridays, and then we still have to get into other rants and reactions we gots to talk about. So let's wrap it up real quick. My motivation minutes of the day. Told you just briefly at the top of the show, I uh, didn't have anything too crazy, but something I wanted you guys to think about and take with you and apply in your life as you uh, find yourself in certain situations, certain interactions, and, and maybe you might even find yourself in some of these this upcoming weekend. And and obviously you can't answer me. Obviously this is more reciprocal, but when's the last time that you found yourself in a situation or in a group of people and you sat there and you looked around to about 90% of that group of people and thought to yourself, what the fuck am I doing here? What are these people doing to my life? What are they adding to get me to my goals, dreams, and success? When I tell them about my goals, are they hyping me up? Are they gassing me up, telling me ways that they can help me to get to those goals? Or are they just on this frequency while I'm vibrating up here? I can't answer that for you, but I've had plenty of those situations. So I know it's not only me. And if you find yourself in those situations and you find yourself feeling that way, it's probably because you're not meant to be there. It's probably because that's not an incorrect feeling at all. It's probably because you're trying to fit yourself into a version of yourself that you are not in order to fit in with that crowd of people mm -hmm. that maybe you grew into a bigger, better, evolved version of yourself and they didn't go anywhere. 
And they might look at you and think that they've all evolved and and look at you like the one that didn't. But when when you're the the one outcast, but what's the common denominator? They're all on the same le- wavelength, going nowhere, and you're on an entirely different one, going somewhere else. So why waste your time? Why try and form or fit yourself into this mold that you're not? And as soon as you leave the situation or group, you feel like you have to rip this mask off that that you had on the whole time to re-become the real version of yourself. My message for you today is stop trading your authenticity for acceptance. Stop being who you are not just so a group of people will accept you, your boss will accept you, your manager, your your workout team, your, your, your sports team, whatever the case might be, you don't owe anybody anything. And just because they don't like you or don't like where you're at or, or what, what you're about and they don't accept you and, and force you to change who you are in order to be accepted, I got two words for you to tell them and they're not happy birthday, my friends. Point blank, period. You don't owe nobody anything and your life is not anybody else's life. Stop trying to fit your life into their mold. And if it feels wrong, it's because it is. Stop trading your authenticity for acceptance for people who don't even give a damn about you. If it feels wrong, it's because it is. And I can promise you, The more you try to convince yourself that those people give a damn about you, the more you will find reasons and clues as to how much they really don't. So stop lying to yourself. Stop putting yourself in situations. Stop wasting your life. That's what you're doing. You're wasting your life. By sticking around with people who are keeping you on the same wavelength, sending you down, whatever the case might be, we're either vibrating up here or we're not vibrating at all. Period. Make that decision in your life. Because if you do, you're going to find the real version of yourself and you're going to reach all your goals, all your dreams, all your aspirations. If you try to continually fit into a mold that you're not, you're never going to get on your right path. And you're never going to get the goals and dreams and aspirations that were meant for your life. So start remembering to be the real version of you. And if you find yourself in those situations this weekend or in the coming week or any sometime soon, remember my words. And not for me, for you. Don't trade your authenticity for acceptance. And that does it for my motivation minutes for today. I like it, man. I like it going into the weekend. But uh, yeah, I can't add too much more than that. You nailed it. I... uh... I pride myself on, uh, you know, following that rule of all the things you nailed down, uh, you know, day by day. I would say this is one of the ones that I uh, follow the most throughout my life. So definitely when this mic goes off, I'm the same fucking Mm -hmm. dude on the opposite side of this camera every single time you see me walking around in public. I am this same goofy, doofy son of a bitch. I can promise you that I am not. I am not anything different. I, I do not have some manufactured this just so you guys can watch. I, I, and I'm the same as you and I, mm-hmm. and Riley is the exact same off of this yeah. show. Good chance. Um, if I'm uh, stumbling into a new group of people, I'm finding the people who want to chat sports. Right. right. 150%. <laughs> so I uh, just stay authentic to you. Be authentic 
Find your own voice. Find who you are. Don't don't form into other people's lives. Don't your life is not their life. Stop wasting your life by trying to make it your life. Please. Please. Not for me, for you. Don't trade authenticity for acceptance. Excuse me, acceptance. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, from this side of the table, it sure looks good. Partner on your side, how you feeling? Feeling great, my Everything man. Everything great. All right. Well, that does it. Episode 87 of the TTL pod is officially a wrap. It's time to get this thing closed out on this beautiful July 23rd, 2021. As always, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide. For myself and Mags, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday, unless you have other plans, a terrific weekend that is on the horizon, horizon, a beautiful rest of the next couple 45 minutes here or so, because a lot of you might be on your lunch break, and all outside of that, Have a marvelous next moment right here and now because you deserve it. You are kind. You are smart. You are important. And we can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by today's show, hanging out with the TTL crew on a daily basis, and giving us all of your support. So as always, for now, we'll see you on Monday's show. But right here and now, let's cash some tickets.